Technically, we're your Saturday Night Brothers anymore. Uh, I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. What up, fat kids? Super huge announcement coming up. Huge announcements. Some of you are already in. Some of you already know what the news is. There are others of you, though. Um, I don't know. I honestly may be kind of upset with the news, to be perfectly honest with you. I am, and I'm not. You know, there's a lot of good things that come from to our personal life from this. We'll, uh, but anyway, big announcements during the 8 o'clock hour with the hideout. Of course, we uh, have the JFK hideout at AOL.com. That is the email. And uh, the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, JFK Hideout. Also hit up the phone lines, 866-277-4969. And uh, actually, really cool, too, we uh, we got a game that we want to play with you a little bit later on. And giving away Slurpees for a year, courtesy of 7-Eleven. Try the newest Slurpee favor. Uh, Sierra Mist, fresh lemon-lined flavor, uh, an extreme green color. Pour it into one of the three 40-ounce collectible Shrek 2 cups only at 7-Eleven. So Slurpees for a year, and I'll be, I'll be honest, man, I'm a fan of the Slurpee. Yeah. You are the weirdest person, especially even with 7-Eleven as a whole. Mm -hmm. We'll go out, we'll eat a good dinner someplace or a good lunch someplace every time. We'll drive by 7-Eleven. Man, I got a sweet tooth. I got a sweet tooth. You either have to go into 7-Eleven and buy an ice cream sandwich or have to buy some kind of uh, Slurpee or Code Red Slurpee or something just insane that we already ate you don't you can't be hungry still you don't have a sweet tooth you don't ever get the sweet tooth barely barely ever and i've gotten a lot more since i've hung out with you well see that's the thing that's the most addictive drug there is that's sugar i mean i heard ron talking about it what else does your body crave more than anything besides sugar you have to have sugar chocolate soda Look at you, man. You you don't even drink water it's all sodas for you obviously you've never had a cocaine problem because if you say your bo- the biggest thing your body craves is sugar, 
you haven't had the nose candy. You just had the uh, the uh, the spree candy. At least on cocaine, I won't get fat, and that's what I'm sure. looking for. I'm looking for a way to lose weight. Um, so anyway, the big announcement coming up: Slurpees coming up to give away to you. Also, uh, during the ten o'clock hour, once we scoot into that FCC safe harbor, um, the boys from Rev Nine, the official local band of the Hideout, will be stepping in and bringing. Our friends, the lovely ladies from Good Guys, the strippers will be back in studio to hang out with us later on tonight. That's part of a celebration, I suppose, J-Dubs. Another thing going on, too, with that that we're going to have to discuss during the 10 o'clock hour. Last week, we met Radio Gold, uh, Fairy Lady. <laughs> and some things happened on and off air that were very disturbing. Yeah, she was... She was a whack job, and you're going to hear all about this whack job. Maybe we can even get her on the phone again or something. Yeah, maybe we can see if Halloween Goddess can hook that up because we uh, she's the one that, that introduced us to her. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Last week, of course, was the year anniversary for the hideout, and we did the hideout fantasy draft, which I believe I won if we go back yeah. and we recap a little bit later on. But with that being said, though, we did not finish. We did not finish the draft. Because word is, the commissioner finished. And I just take that, keep in mind the commissioner was Matt Albert. Take that with what you will, and we're going to have to discuss it after 10 o'clock. The wind really uh, got out of the sails after that happened, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing, we already reached the pinnacle. Exactly. So, I mean, a lot of stuff going on uh, after 10 o'clock. Also, to our buddy Shafee from WRIF Detroit is going to join us on the phone as we do a simulcast between D.C. and Detroit to talk about sports. As I am heartbroken because my Mavericks were thrusted out of the playoffs, we'll discuss that. A couple of other sports things he wants to touch in on. Also, too, Dub, something that Ron and Fez mentioned for us. Uh, we are going to be having a dream doctor on here in about 20 minutes. And the reason is, is this week I had a very disturbing dream. Not disturbing because it was scary, but disturbing because I thought I had gotten over this. And I want to have the dream doctor on to help me, to help me kind of come to grips as to why it is that I am having these dreams about my very first ever love from middle school. And why they are vivid. Okay, okay. In your dreams, let me just ask you a couple questions about it, and then we can move on and wait till the dream doctor comes in. But in your dreams, how old are you? Are you your your age? I don't see age. You don't see age? No, I don't know. I just see her. Oh, you just see her, and she is middle school her? No. Okay. It is it is her what I assume for her to be grown up now, or maybe even high school her when I saw her when I was because in high school. this brings up a, a no I, I question that I've always had personally. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's hot girls in middle school. If for some reason you know they pop back into your head when you're running one, it, is that wrong? Yeah. Is that pedophilia? Because now they're the same age as you. If, the, if you aren't thinking of, you, you're thinking of a 14-year-old, but the 14-year-old isn't 14 anymore. Actually, technically, it would be 12. Oh, uh, yeah. 11, 12, or 13 if it's middle school. Yeah. And we can, we'll get into that a little bit more, but um, the dream doctor's going to be on. And you, too, have had some interesting dreams as yeah. well. Plus, I'm just fascinated with the whole thing. I mean, and actually, I think we may even take a couple phone calls, too, uh, if you have any dreams that you want to get analyzed. Uh, the website is dreamdoctor.com. Yep, www.dreamdoctor.com. So anyway, getting uh, back to kind of recapping what happened this last week, Dubs and I did something that I didn't think we'd ever do. Um, we went to the 
largest march in the history of the United States. Are you serious? It was officially the largest march last Sunday. Me and Dubs went out checking out all the hot chicks uh, at the March for Women's Lives uh, downtown D.C. in the mall. What were your impressions, Dubs? Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun, but all right. I, I am more on the side of all the people out there, mm -hmm. but those people piss me off <laughs> as much as the people on the far right. Why would you, you know? say that? They are, I hate hardcores, hardcores of any nature. I hate. Yeah, I went out there just, you know, walk around, have a good time, people watch. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the best people watch. That and the Marilyn Manson show or OzFest. Great people watching. But it, it, it was Dykestock, you know? <laughs> it was Lezapalooza. <laughs> I think, no, not Dyke, you called it Butchstock. Butchstock, same thing. Lezapalooza. Um, but I'd love to hear from some people that went out last Sunday. I mean, there's got to be a few of our listeners that were out at the March for Women's Lives. And you're right. Beyond anything else, Dubs, I, I'm with you in the fact that I hate extremists. I hate people that are hardcore on the right or the left. Because it never happens. You never have anything good. The best thing about that day was there was a girl that had troubles with her bag. So you decided to be a nice guy, help her pick up the bag. The, big, <laughs> the bag was really heavy. And so Alhefe goes, what the hell do you have in here, dead babies? And he screamed it. And you've never seen a person get more pissed. It was, in the context of where we're at and everything, it was a funny joke. Thank you. I I, admit, I, I was rolling. Because this is the thing. I, I know this chick. She was doing some volunteering down there, so we went to go hook up with her. And, uh, yeah, I was carrying her bag. So I throw it over my shoulder. I say it real loud, too. What the hell's in here? Dead babies? So Dub starts laughing, his chick starts laughing, I'm laughing, you know, we giggle at our jokes. It's funny. Yeah, and she stormed off like she, way ahead she of She stormed off and ran down the metro, just about ruined the rest of my goddamn day. That was funny, though. Yeah, it was great. Um, other impressions of the march were the fact that it was so cool that there were so many different people out there. You know what I mean? From different, from different walks of life, different races... You know, just all coming together for one cause, choice. And uh, the uh, the women-to-guy ratio was 5 to 1 out there. Did you see that officially? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, 5 to 1. You wouldn't, you know, you think of that, that's not a lot of guys. But for a march like this, it was actually a very strong showing of guys. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. I, I don't know if they're counting the, the Pat lookalikes out there, you know, the, 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 man, the man girls, you know, because... I would say a lot of them were more man than I was. In, in fact, Dubs and I have, uh, not Dubs, Shafee and I came up with something. Uh, BWB. Uh, what is it? Boys with boobs. <laughs> you saw a lot of that out there. Again, whatever. You know, we stand on your side. We're on the side for a woman's right to choose. But there were a lot of BWBs, a lot of boys with boobs out there. And conversely, there were some hot chicks, yeah. man. Yeah, there's actually some really good-looking chicks, but with the with the good come the bad, you know. And there are plenty of bad to go along with it as well. And the other, the other, uh, they're all God's children. What can I, what can I complain about? Let me ask you this though, seriously, is there anything wrong? Like, I went out there specifically to meet this chick. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I stand, you know, of course, on the side of woman's right to choose. But I went out there to hook up with this hot chick. To meet this hot chick. Do you think there's anything wrong with volunteering 
especially on something like this, just for the poon, just so that you would get a hookup with a chick? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You do whatever you can, you know, to uh, to mark your territory. And even if it's something you don't really stand by, go do it. So with that being said, would you go to a, uh, to a right to life? Oh, definitely. Just to meet up with a hot chick? And I would, I would be spitting the right-wing propaganda the whole time. Just like, I'd be like, abortion is murder. Just, so, just with the hopes of getting to sniff a little later on? Yeah. Have you ever noticed, too, that chicks who are pro-choice tend to be a lot hotter than chicks who are pro-life? I, I don't know. There's something about the Christian girls that are the pro-lifers who wear the very long skirt they go they they have a lot more mystery to them but you know you got they got a lot of hair on their thighs cuz they're not to the point where they're shaving yet you know or at least they're not shaving all the way up in the uh the thigh area that's fine with me you dig that a little bit huh i do you know sometimes you need uh, you need your hair combed while you're down there <laughs> <laughs> you you like you like to uh put your hand on your leg and sound like this yeah <laughs> i like to... I like to run my hands through her hair no matter where my hands are. Even if it's on her thigh. Yes. Jason, welcome into the hideout on JFK. How you doing, fellas? What's up, bro? Big I just, I just wanted to uh, suggest to you for a moment that uh, without extremists, without radicals in society, there'd never be any progress. So hating on them, I mean, you can hate on them as you see them, but at the same time, nothing ever gets done without those people. Well, I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying they annoy me. Yeah. You know, they, they have... They, I'm glad they're out there, but they annoy me. Jason, that's a beautiful point. I'm just saying I don't want to hang out with those people. They're not. That is fair enough. I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. That's right. Thanks for calling, bro. Not a problem. Thanks for coming into the hideout. 866-277-4969 on the WJFK lines. Uh, just wondering also, too, what choice means to you. Because, of course, we're out there protecting a woman's right to choose what she wants to do with her body. But more than that, overall, I was out there just for the basic right to choose. Because to me, without choice, there is no freedom. But the funny thing is, the ironic thing is when you go out there, you know, for the, the pro-choice rally, you don't have your choice in where you want to eat. Because everywhere is packed. Oh, I lost my right to choose on what I wanted to eat that day. It was a cluster F, man. Yeah. Bathrooms. I mean, we went down to some brewery downtown over by the Spy Museum. I forget what it's called. And you just saw people running back and forth into the bathroom. Not even... Hey, uh, patrons of the restaurant, but people that were just going in there, using the toilet, and getting out. But um, that was—that's. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it too much. But just keep that in mind when it comes to life in general. And I even go back to the Matrix, Matrix Revolutions. I know it's kind of odd, but for many of you, that's what you can understand. When Neo is fighting Agent Smith, when they're having the fight, and they're—they've already gotten into the street. It's the very end. Smith is kicking his ass. And, he, and, you know, he's like talking to Neo. Why do you continue to get up? Why why is it I'm sitting here, I'm pummeling you, you can't do anything, I'm, I'm kicking your ass, I forget what it is exactly that he says. But he's like, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? And to me, this is what summed up the whole Matrix uh, thing as it was. And Neo goes, because I choose to. And to me, that was powerful. To me, just having the choice to stand up for yourself is what is so great about America. You're such a dork. What do you mean? <laughs> Everything comes back to the Matrix with you. You're such a movie dork for the Matrix. It's a great trilogy, I'm man. sure it is, but your you're little anecdotes for life can never, it cannot always be the Matrix. Now, somebody's telling me in the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, 
that there were no hot chicks out at the march. As the hottest one was Susan Sarandon. Well, lies. I'm telling you, there were beautiful women. And you guys should have been out there. You should have been out there. If not, just to scope the chicks. How many chicks did we have come up to us and say, wow, you guys are so cool? Because we're just two average-looking dudes walking around with our stand-up-for-choice shirt. And a lot of the honeys are coming up saying, hey, you guys are cute. The funny thing was, yeah, that, that proves that they couldn't have been that hot if they were coming up and telling us we were cute. But the funny thing was, we were wearing these pink shirts. And if that wasn't queer enough, you know, we had to go out there in these pink shirts. Hefe comes out with a plaid pink shirt over top of it like some queer lumberjack, like some queer Mexican lumberjack. I I believe the first words out of Dub's mouth was, how did you get that tablecloth to wrap around you like that? It was red and white, excuse you. It was not pink. and I was It was pink. If, if it was red and white, you, you put it in the washer too soon. Again, I thought I was cute. And again, I had women coming up to me and talking to me, so screw because you, it they, worked. Because they thought you were gay and you were a non-threat. Whatever. Whatever angle I got to use to get in, I'm down with. Hey, my, uh, my friend over here is a bottom. I can see you're a burly bear of a man. How would you mind? Would you mind going over there and giving him a little something? That's what they were saying. That's what they were thinking in their head all the time. All right. Besides you making fun of my shirt, the other highlight, real quick, on this stand up for uh, women's lives or whatever it was, the big march, which again, over a million people, uh, just huge march. It was really cool to be a part of something that big. But Dubs and I are walking around, and we have a picture for this. And at some point. RadioHideout.com will be done. Right now, there's a little teaser page up there, finally. It's, uh, it's coming along real quickly, though. Hopefully, we will have it done very fast. But we're walking around, and we can't even... I don't think we can even name what the body part is. But let's just say there was this huge costume of a woman's area. Reproductive. A woman's reproductive area. Yeah. And, a la and of course, you know where the face would be. Yeah. And the funny thing was that... People had their little kids out there with them, and this is, this is what we have pictures of that we're going to put on RadioHideout.com. People were giving their baby to the reproductive organ to get their picture taken with it. So imagine this. There's literally a newborn. That baby couldn't have been more than like three weeks old. With a six-foot reproductive organ. <laughs> with, with the baby being held almost like recreating yeah. the act of birth on the National Mall. It was so beautiful. And so it, it looked like a guar costume. That's what it looked like. And so Dubs, in fact, we had the picture of the baby uh, mm -hmm. being born on the mall with Dubs standing behind it, like waving. It is so funny. <laughs> Just chuckling the whole time. So look for that on RadioHideout.com. All right, see, now people are getting mean. Why? I think a woman's only choice is regular sex or third endpoint. This is our listeners. Come on, guys. How about some progress? Just a little bit. 866-277-4969. Come on, there's always the mouth. <laughs> you don't think that's available? And now they want to know if we held hands during the march. We thought about it. No, we didn't think about it. You may have thought about it. But I, I figured I looked, you know, I looked like your chubby bottom. That's what I looked like walking around with you. You might as well have had a leash on me, you know? You know what's funny? What do you think about this? I'd like to maybe get back on this before we go. Who looks more butch of us? If we were a couple, 
and we're walking around, who would be the more manly? Who would be the top? I think just because looks-wise, you would be, definitely. Thank you. But attitude-wise, I would be. You're a sensitive man. I know you. And I think, you know, I can't get into what you would like, but oh, I think you would like it. I don't think, I think so. I think you would. <laughs> You're such a, such a dirty bastard. I believe that I would be the top. I believe that you'd be the bitch. Yeah. And you need to shave up. Because here's the thing, I'm hairier than you. I that think doesn't the, matter. I think the guys who are hairy are automatically the You're top. a bottom Bernstein bear. That's what you are. <laughs> Lindsay, welcome into the hideout. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, babe? I just wanted to tell you, I went down with a whole bunch of my girlfriends, mm -hmm. who are all, the, by the way, hot. And we were just noticing how much hotter the guys looked just because they were there. Now, all right. So this is something. This is something I've been trying to tell Bateman, too. You go down to this thing, chicks look at you, and they see this is a pro-choice guy. This oh, is a guy yeah. who believes in my right to choose. He's automatically sexier. This is a guy who will use a co-hanger on me if I ask him to. Come Definitely. On. Yeah. <laughs> no good, doesn't it? Thank you, Lindsay. All right. Let's take a break. That was fun. I had a blast. Yeah. we got to do more stuff like that. Definitely. Getting out into the city, meeting people. The funny thing is, you were going to go down there without me. I called you to invite you out there with me. And you're like, oh, I'm already going. Yeah. You didn't think of me. Um, and I apologize for that. I just wouldn't have. I, I didn't think there was any way I could drag you down to the March for Women's Lives. I want to commend Metro, too. Yeah. Metro did a great job of getting everybody around. I mean, a lot of times we give them a lot of crap. But when Metro does a good job, we got to hand it to them because there are a million people out there. And I, and I thought they handled it all beautifully. Was it a full million? Yes, it was over a million. Really? Cause the, I, the original number I heard was the top 700,000. No. Uh, 800,000 people for the Million Man March. This one had like 1.1 million people throughout the day. The Million Muff March. I like it. <laughs> We're taking a break. We're coming back with the Dream Doctor. It's the Hideout on JFK. Hideout. And welcome into the hideout. I am El Jefe. That's my boy J Dubs. AOL for broadband, instant messenger in full effect. JFK hideout. JFK hideout with the uh, instant messenger. Also, send us emails. A lot of people sending us emails. People who are in on the whole word, on the big announcements. Uh, actually, I've already sent us emails, jfkhideout at AOL.com. AOL for broadband, our content partner. Thank you to them. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Again, teasing some of the stuff that we have coming up for you tonight on 106.7 WJFK. Uh, some prizes to give away, including Slurpees for a year from 7-Eleven. They've got the new Slurpee favor, uh, Sierra Mist. So that is coming up for you as we uh, play a game that actually I wanted to play last weekend, but we didn't get a chance to get to. Also, I want to talk about the WJFK ratings party and my conversation with Don Geronimo. Yeah, I, I, got, I had to miss that. Actually, I went in for uh, the first 15 minutes because the Ron Fish show started at 7, and uh, so and the party started at 6, so I went from 6 till 6.15, and me and Dave Joy were the only people there. Did you get to drink for free, though? I didn't have time. I had a. I, I asked for a Coke. I never got it. Oh, so. wow. And that's not like it was busy. Um, well, yeah, only me and Dave were there. Our that's, that's how easy I am to be overlooked. Our buddy uh, William, who is by far the champion of pizza for plugs, is moving. 
Some of you may recognize him, and uh, unfortunately, he's moving at the wrong time. Yeah, so we'll get caught up with him. And, of course, uh, the strippers from Good Guys are coming in, goodguysclub.com. Uh, official local band of the hideout, Rev 9, will be in. All that after 10 o'clock. So much to get to. The Dream Doctor will join us as, at 8. Dream Doctor is uh, rescheduled for 8 o'clock because we've got a lot of stuff to do. www.dreamdoctor.com. Charles, is it McPhee? Yeah, Charles McPhee is going to join us, and uh, the book is called Ask the Dream Doctor. Big announcement, Dubs. Super big announcement. What exactly, you got something that you wanted to announce. Yeah. What exactly is it that you wanted to announce tonight? I got my cat fixed this week. My uh, cat, Sadie Lou, uh, she, uh, we had her, uh, her uh, have a, what is it, a um, spade? I don't know. Yeah, what is spade. it? Yeah. Is it spade? Spade for cats? Yeah. How do you feel? We were just talking about choice. I felt, I felt bad about it because I brought her home. And now she's got her stomach shaved and little stitches across the stomach. Mm -hmm. But I, I believe it's the right choice. Okay, don't you realize after we just talked about the March for Women's Lives, you, Sadie Lou does no, no longer has a choice. You you ripped the reproductive abilities right out of Sadie Lou. You took okay. it for her, from okay. her. You robbed her of any chance she has for happiness. Let me let me put it like this. And procreation. Let me put it like this. A cat's like a retard, okay? <laughs> and I have this retard's uh, life in my hands to make it the best possible. Oh, my God. Okay? And if I don't want my... You're not, you're not going here. I swear you're not going here. If I don't want my, uh, my cat to have more cats or retards, <laughs> uh, I have that choice. And I, I'm the legal guardian of this, this cat. And I think it's the best thing for the life of the cat, for the lives of its surrounding. I think, you know, it was, I made an executive decision here. Really? Yeah. I believe you were disgusting. Why? I can't believe that you just equated a cat to a human being. No, I'm, I'm just saying that. I swear, I hope, that, that, I hope that your child has an listen. extra three chromosomes. <laughs> Listen, I, I wish that upon you so bad. Listen, this this is something that I equate because a, a retired person is going to re require constant care for the rest of his life by a supervisor. No, it's not. And People with special needs are more than able to take care of themselves. Not my cousin Johnny. Live All on right? their own. I have a cousin Sandy that's fine. Lives on her own, works at Brahms down uh, in Texas. Well, he's my cousin Johnny's a lot worse than her then. Because Johnny, he can't take care of himself. You're disgusting. And my aunt, if she thinks, uh, you know, something is the best for that kid, he, they have to go with it. Okay, how are you at the March for Women's Lives, and now you are here? Okay, not only did you castrate your cat, you also uh, you are now spouting off that special people, special needs people, Spe mentally special people should be castrated? No, not castrated. Should, should, should we rip but, out their organs? But Reproductive? If, if there's a decision that they are not able to make themselves, the guardian should be making it for them. I, I guess somebody already tell me, be strong, Dubs. Yeah. You're on the right side here. There's no way. All right, look. Dubs is now basically Hitler. 
I'm not Hitler. That's the way Hitler would think. No, I'm. If anything, I'm the I'm the the, the leader of China. So are you, you know, are you the population same, control? Are you the same person then? That let's say you got a woman who's addicted to crack. Yeah. And are you the person that would throw down the five hundred dollars to get this woman sterilized? Because you know they do this in California. They yeah. got they got these billboards. Do you need to be sterilized? We'll give you five hundred dollars. And and to me, this is disgusting. To me, this is going and taking advantage of someone who's already high, giving them $500, which they're probably going to use on crack, and then they're going to get sterilized and never have the choice again, when they're probably already high as it is. There's no way, Dubs, I look at you, we were at that march together, I look at you, there's no way that you would be for ripping out the reproductive organs of retards. I'm not, that, that's not what I said. That is exactly what he I said. Th- is it I, not? Said, I said that... Any choices that have to be made for something that cannot make those choices should be made by the guardian. It's first of all, it's disgusting that you're equating people to cats. I'm, I am not. I'm just giving you an analogy because you aren't seeing it. Because you aren't seeing it, my friend. I see this. You didn't see that. If you did, poor Sadie Lou. You did. If you could prevent, say, you got married again and your wife. Never, but okay. A similar operation, and it would save her life from having cancer down the road. Would you have her do it? I wouldn't make her do it. I would. I would allow. I'd do it myself. I push it on the steps and then do it myself. I would allow her to make the choice whether or not she wanted to die from the cancer, or if she wanted to go ahead and have things. It's not my. It's not my place to tell her. Hey, rip out the cancer-ridden ovaries. That's but, not my place. So you you shouldn't help out someone that might be committing suicide. No. You just let him do it? I say yes. That's my new attitude. If you want to kill yourself, fine. Look, whatever you want to do with yourself, but I'm that, fine they, with. They are they are mentally unstable. Okay, then I'm fine I'm fine with them doing whatever they want to do, but it's not your place. Okay. Okay. It is not your place to decide for them. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Say you have a twenty five year old son with the mentality of a nine year old, but he wants to move out. He, he should be able to do that just because of his age? Is that what you're saying? You can say, yeah, go go hang out by the street and play around traffic. Yeah, yeah. If, he wants to play in, if your kid wants to play in the middle of traffic, all right, it's your choice. You know what? Yes. <laughs> now you're just saying it just, just for the sake of argument. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I truly believe this. Although I think that would be kind of funny, though. <laughs> and it would cut down on the population. Yeah, but you already wrecked your car. Do you want, really want to do it in a kid? <laughs> At least it'd be kind of a cooler story. I wish it had remember, been a cat. Remember when uh, we worked at the old station and uh, a sales guy called in? Dude, I just hit a 12-year-old kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That's all we started doing was laughing. F you guys. It's not funny. I just hit this kid. I don't know what to do. And we're just laughing our ass off. Greg, call the cops. I remember that. He was like, it was so funny because it was like this, this, this goofy-ass white dude. And he was like in Lansing's ghetto. Yeah. And so he hit a black kid. MLK. He hit a black kid on oh, MLK. Was, was it that black? It was a black kid. And there were a whole bunch of you know people around him, and he was so scared. And we're on the air, and so okay, we aired the phone call. Yeah. He was like, guys, I just hit a twelve-year-old kid, and we put the phone call on the air. See what what I would have done if I were you guys is after we got to the station, I would have put a blow up doll under the back of his car. Like so when he, he hit, comes down, like, like he hit another one and didn't, <laughs> didn't know he was dragging it all the way down the road. Ron, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up, guys? What up, brother? 
Yeah, I just wanted to agree with uh, Doves here because it, it, it's actually a huge debate whether or not, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, mentally handicapped people in, like, homes and stuff where they're having people take care of them and they're in relationships where they're having sex and they want to have children. And, you know, and people were taking them to court. You can't say whether or not, you know, they can have kids or not. But if, you know, we're saying they can't drive a car and they can't take care of themselves, then, yeah. Then, then they um, can't take another take care of another person. So exactly. And, and Hefe, you made a point of, uh, you know, the, the, the crack uh, moms and stuff. You know, they'll get 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you know, that is sad that later, you know, to clean up, they don't have the option of having a child anymore. What if but a retard gets better? You know what? Uh, I, you no, know wait, wait, wait. But what's worse, a crack baby or a, no baby you know, at all? An ex-crack addict who can't have a kid. Okay. How about, how about this? Free will is only way I'd give them that five hundred dollars if they're going to buy a gun and a bullet, <laughs> put it right in their head. <laughs> That's the only way I'm letting them. Thank, thanks for hanging out, Ron. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969 on the WJFK lines. Do you remember that show Life Goes On, everybody's favorite retarded show? Did, wasn't there a storyline where oh, he ended up getting married to yeah, the retarded at chick? The end, at the end. <laughs> I don't see how this is funny, you guys. How can you not? I mean, this is serious business. <laughs> this is people having their rights, even if they are special needs. Special needs, exactly. So, have you they, seen they, I Am Sam? No, I rented it, but I, I rented it for the comical value, and I never watched it. Wasn't that nominated for like best comedy that year or something? No, uh, best actor, Pin. And I haven't seen it either, but from what I understand, <laughs> from what I understand, wait, I, I want you. To do he something. loves that kid, and he has that kid. I want you to do something for me. Bring this, bring this full circle to the Matrix again. <laughs> Did you notice there are no retarded people in the Matrix, though? <laughs> what does that say about the future? There were cats. There were no Spanish people either, were there? No, there were some Spanish no, people. I only saw I the first one, and I couldn't stand it, so... God damn you guys. <laughs> I just can't believe that you... Now, were you sad when you... Did you feel bad, at least, when you took your cat, Sadie Lou, to go get spayed? I felt very sad, but... Selfishly, for myself... Because she wouldn't be around tonight for me to, you know, have around, play with. And, you know, for the next 14 days, she can't really play either, so. Yeah. See what you've done? You've taken away her choice to reproduce. It's always bad when you go to pick the cat up because they always look like they've been killed and, like, are just barely hanging on. Yeah. That's, that's the part where you're like, maybe I didn't do the right decision. And from what I hear, this makes them fat and lazy, too. No. It, it, it does make them put on some more weight, but it, as long as you keep on playing with them, having exercise, it doesn't make them lazy. I don't think you love this cat, bro. I love the cat. I would never do this to my frog gypsy. It would never happen. I'd never take her to go get spayed. I love her that much. If she wants to lay eggs, why not? Because there's no other frogs in that tank. There's no way it's going to... Well, that's what you do. You keep Sadie Lou isolated. Then. Plus, we try to, but, you know, sometimes stuff happens. Plus, you don't have a, a, a frog that goes in the heat and starts meowing. And, yeah, and rubs all over the carpet. Now. And, yeah, and has... I can't even... I don't even know if we can say what happens anymore. No, don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> all night long. So because blah, you're... blah, 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 blah. So because of your selfishness and your cat wanting to reproduce, you do this. That's just one. Meow. Other than every three months. Meow. Hours. Andy, welcome into the hideout. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I have seen I Am Sam, and at the end of it, um, the foster parents ended up keeping the kid because they figured out the dad couldn't take care of his, his daughter. Because he's a retard. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, wasn't that terrible though? Didn't that make you feel bad for the dude? No. Not really. It made you feel bad for the kid. Are you guys heartless in the hideout? No. Do you have no heart? Just towards retards. They're people. They may people. have no heart, but you have no brain when it comes to this. God damn you guys. Thank you, Andy. I gotta rent that. <laughs> Sounds funny. <laughs> Sadie Lou was a whore. That's right. Thank you guys. She was. She was. A, she was a, a tender vittle. You know. <laughs> she's she's walking around like a. Like a goddamn crack whore that's been sterilized. Oh, strutting it. Just strutting it. She doesn't have it anymore to strut. Uh, she, she does have it still. They sew it. Oh, so disgusting. Matt, welcome to the hideout. Hey, uh, Dub, just for a little clarification, um, do you live alone? No, it's me and my girlfriend. Oh, okay, you know what? Because I thought you were gay for a second half. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool you have a girlfriend. All right, thanks, guys. All right, later. <laughs> no, just uh, because I have a girlfriend doesn't mean I'm not gay. And his girlfriend's name is Gary. <laughs> And there you have the rest of the story. 866-277-4969. Oh, man. Turn up, turn up the instant replay for a second. I want people to hear the audio of this. <laughs> so terrible. Where'd you get that from? I can hear a little talking at the end of it. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Well, it was probably the doctors in the background laughing. <laughs> See that? Yeah. I I'll be honest, man. You know, when I look at you... And I look at your cat, and I think of the disturbing sexual things that could happen. Maybe it is better off. Hey, let me ask you this, not to get too crazy. Is it possible to impregnate like a cat? No, no. It's not It's not possible? No. Not, it's not even possible for a fox to impregnate a dog and vice versa. Really? Yeah. I've always thought about that. Why? <laughs> You've I'm, always thought about doing it? or No. I've, I've just always thought if it, like if it was humanly possible. you like Dr. No. Frankenstein over here. No, what about you went to college? <laughs> It's Texas Tech, dude. It's hardly college. Thirteenth grade. You probably learned more about science at Specs Howard School of Broadcasting than I did at Texas Tech and Holden Hall. How's that bill coming along? Yes, coming. <laughs> it keeps on coming. I don't. It never leaves, but it keeps on coming. All right, man. Well, there's the big announcement. J Dubs and his cat. I got an announcement. I don't know when we want to do it, but it's gonna blow that announcement away. I don't know about that. Seriously? Yeah. I got an announcement, too. Big announcement coming up. Mine's huge. You won't even see this one coming. Seriously? Yeah. I'm kind of excited. It's not that your cat went... Hey, how? what about your chick? Well, how's your chick feel about this? By the, day, by the way, we're going five days a week. Oh, um, yeah, that's she, right. That's uh, happening Monday. Huh? Yeah. What? She's, uh, she actually was the, uh, the very strong person in this that we have to take her. You know, we really have to take her. And I, I, I backed out a couple times. Let's, let's just cancel it. Can I recommend the same procedure for her? No. Because I don't think you guys should procreate. Why? Speaking of retards. <laughs> I am kidding. I was there you. Because of you, not her. She's a beautiful young woman. It's you that I'm worried about. Why? I would be a terrific father. No way. <laughs> Are you kidding? There is no way. I'd be the coolest dad in the world. I, I, you know what? I want to have a kid sometime, but when it pops out, I want it to be six, you know? Something. I don't want to deal with anything that little. It's called adoption. True. Just adopt. Seriously, why don't you adopt? Don't have, an, don't have another little dubs. That's Ado so scary. I, if I adopt, it's going to be like a 17-year-old kid. You know, just one year of it. <laughs> All hot. Oh, like Indonesia. <laughs> that boy would be hot. <laughs> Former prostitute. Aaron, welcome to the hideout. Hey, Hefe Dubs, how y'all doing? How you doing? What's up, brother? 
Uh, not too much, not too much. Scott DJ. And uh, you guys were talking about, uh, you know, can whatever horses make it with cows and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the actual definition of a species is only two creatures within that species can procreate and have another, you know, child, whatever, baby, that can be fertile. Okay. Right. But, but no, all right, so you're saying that you could actually give birth to some, but it would probably be all seized out and died, and it wouldn't be able to procreate. Most won't, won't even get I, anything. But yeah, I won't even entertain like a, it, but it's possible. Yeah, that's how you get a mule. Yeah, yeah, what is it they, that, they, uh, that they breed with each other to get that mule? Donkey and a horse. Hmm. You get a mule, but a mule's sterile. It won't do anything. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's, what, else, what else? You got any other science facts for us, Mr. Microbiologist? <laughs> uh, what about Dubs? What do you think? Should he procreate or no? Oh, uh... No. Well, you know. He's all right looking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not to go on the homoerotica angle there. Uh, it's Trust the, me, you're, you're in the perfect place to do this. It's, yeah. it's the hideout. You chose the right spot for it. I mean, I'm going to be bringing in hot, gothy chicks soon. So, you know, I mean... Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Thanks, buddy. Got to balance it. <laughs> <laughs> See you, man. Take care, guys. Uh, Donna, you're in the hideout. Hi. What's up? Well, I work in a local shelter, and you're talking about having your cat spayed. Uh-huh. Some cats, if she's not spayed, and she has kittens, and they have kittens, by the time the cat is seven years old, there will be 65,000 kittens produced. That's beautiful, no? You hate cats. How can you say it's beautiful? I, but how, who are we to limit their uh, their reproduction? <laughs> uh, like I said, I work at a shelter, and now it's kitten season, and we get 50 kittens and cats in a day. And what? And a lot of these places have to put them down after a while, too, and it's just cruel. Do y'all have fun with the cats before you put them down? Do y'all, like, shave them and stuff and Aww. swing them around Aww. by their tail? That's offensive. Making fun of retards, that's fine with me, but doing that to animals is not, not cool. What are you talking about? I'm just talking about science. You're talking about science? Do you guys really take care of them? We, we take very good care of those cats. Does a little piece of you die with every kitten, every kitten that you have to cut its head off? You know, some days it does. Oh, that's sad. How many cats do you have? Uh, you know, I never say. Because you got so many? Well, I just I have cats that are for adoption from the shelter, so people should come down and adopt a cat. You know what? You know, that's a good... Give, give out your information if people want to go get these cats. That's good. That, that'll help me feel better about what I just said. All right. Well, we're at the D.C. Shelter on New York Avenue. And um, you get a... They have kittens and they have cats. And you have to fill out an application and have a home check. And you'd be able to adopt a cat in about a week. That's what kills me is these people have to come over to your home and check out your house to make sure it's all right for a cat. I just steal my neighbor's cat and not go through all that process. Yeah. Well, I've heard of, like, and this is going to sound racist, but, um... <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I'm no, no, I've heard of, like, Asian people who have actually... No, this is a serious case. In California, they adopted, like, nine dogs within, like, a year... And the, the shelter was like, what the hell's going on over here? And they realized they were, like, eating the dog. All right, that's such an urban No, 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 I, it was in my college class, and the woman was like, well, is this ethical? Is it any better that these dogs are going to be put to sleep anyway? What, did you go to Texas Tech, too, with all those lies from your college? No, I'm smart. All right, Donald, again, what's the phone number if people want to go adopt? It's 202-576-6664, and we're open tomorrow from 11 to 3. I feel like Mojo's AM Mayhem Awesome. Right now. Thank you, baby. I'd like to cut off a cat's tail and wear it as a necklace. Shut up. What? You're talking about retards. I'm talking about cats. 
I'm not talking. I never said I wanted to cut off a retard's head so my forehead looked bigger or something. I didn't want. I never said anything like that. <laughs> I, you're you're saying mutilation. I'm just saying, hey, we have to make choices for things that can't make the choices themselves. My aunt is one of those crazy cat ladies. Yeah, she's got like so many. She's crazy. I don't even like admitting that I'm even remotely related to her. She's got her house is a condemned at one point. She had so many cats. And that's the other thing about cats, just real quick. They stink, man. Your house stinks, Stubbs, and you stink. stink. It's the cat, number one, that's everywhere. Oh. That's what's most disgusting. No. The cat goes in the box. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I, I sniff your leather couch, and it's what? disgusting. You're <laughs> disgusting. I wish people could have seen that look Dubs just gave you, like, what? Why are you, <laughs> why are you sniffing anything of mine? You're trying to get my set? You're trying to do? I don't understand where, where, why you would even sniff anything of mine. Well, sometimes. Come here. Come here. Sniff this. Come here. Come here. I got a little something. Let's take a break. Right here. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's take a break. We'll come back with the dream doctor. Come on. Haunted right with the dream. <laughs> Put it away. Put it away. It's the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. The hideouts. Cafe and Dubs. Proving even retards can do a radio show. Uh, it's the hideout. Everybody be cool. You be cool. The hideout. The hideout. Here they are. L. Happy. Not for the food chain and And welcome back into the hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. JFK Hideout at AOL.com, the email address. Also, the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, same thing. JFK Hideout. Um, phone numbers as well tonight. 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969 WJFK lines. Broadcasting uh, from the nation's capital. And very excited to have our next guest on, Dubs. This is perfect. Um, I want to welcome into the hideout uh, Charles McPhee. Is that correct, Charles? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. He is the Dream Doctor, dreamdoctor.com. He has a book out called Ask the Dream Doctor, which you can get at his website, dreamdoctor.com. You also host a radio show, right? That's true. Uh, across the nation, it can be heard as well. Well, we thank you for giving up a little bit of your Saturday night to join us. You bet, guys. How you guys doing? Outstanding, man. Just good stuff. Very excited about chatting with you this evening. Um, first and foremost, uh, how do you know all this stuff about dreams? And maybe even what is a dream when it really comes down to it? Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, believe it or not, uh, dreams occur when we're in REM sleep. And every night, every one of us goes into about a hundred minutes of this stage of sleep. And, you know, if you get woken up during a dream, odds are about 90% that you'll remember dreaming. But the, the reality is, is that all of us have incredible difficulty with memory for dreams. And it wasn't really until the 1950s when the EEG was invented that they kind of figured out that we all go into dream sleep. Every night, and dreams are representations. You know, the brain gets stimulated, and a dream is a representation of thoughts and feelings and awarenesses that we have um, in our waking life that are coming out in this dream form, and it's and it's an incredible language. 
you, um, you know, I, I'm born and raised in Bethesda, Maryland, Washington, D.C. Oh, beautiful. Um, I, Very good. Yeah, that whole area. And, and I actually began doing all my research at the National Institute of Mental Health there. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about this? Are dreams, I've heard something like dreams are only like eight minutes long and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Kind of, I guess, clear up some of the misnomers about dreams because there are always so many things, but very few people know, again, chatting with the Dream Doctor, dreamdoctor.com, Charles McPhee. Yeah, the uh, the incredible you know four second dream or all dreams you know the longest dream is eight minutes. This is totally false. Um, we you know every morning before we wake up we have we're in REM sleep for about thirty five forty minutes and and so a dream really is as long as we can remember of our REM period and and people have incredibly you know different memories for dreams. We all know people who sort of like at the office every day can tell you a, a novel. And other people will swear to you up and down that they don't dream, but we all dream, and uh, um, there's there's no basis behind that. You know that all dreams, that time and dreams is compressed or stuff like that. A another real popular mythology about dreams was that some people dream in black and white, and some people dream in color. Mm -hmm. You guys ever heard that? Oh yeah, definitely yeah. heard that. Yeah, that was that was a big one. But you know what's really interesting about that whole uh, question? Was that none of the greats in, in dream research ever asked it, Freud or Young. No one ever cared. No one even thought to ask it. And it wasn't popular until the 1960s in the United States. Any, any guesses why? No idea, bro. We're stupid in the hideout. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Texas Tech. I went to Specs uh, Howard School of Broadcasting. Fill us in. Black and white television. Oh, okay. And, and it became this hot controversy. It was like on the cover of Life magazine and all this stuff. But it's really interesting because no one ever asked the question before because we all see in color and we, and we dream in color, too. It's, it's sort of a, it's not a burning issue anymore because, you know, black and white TV, no one has one anymore. Um, another, I, I know you've probably heard this. If, uh, if you die in a dream, you'll die in real life. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, totally false. Yeah, I've, I've died in dreams before. Have you really, Dubs? Yeah. Like, in what kind of a situation? Like, uh, in the situation of uh, being burned up in a house or something, and you, you kind of almost feel everything, you know. You, well, you think you're feeling everything that's going on, and you end up dying, but you wake up and you're fine. Now, you had some uh, Dubs actually book someone because we couldn't get a hold of the Dream Doctor for the Ron and Fez show this past week because he was doing his radio show. But you had some crack on uh, Dubs who said that... You could die if you yeah. had a heart attack or something? Like you could force a heart attack in your dream? What about that, uh, McPhee? Yeah, I mean, but, but, but that's, a, you know, that's a heart attack during sleep, and, and heart attacks happen during sleep. But, you know, the most prominent time for heart attacks is like 4, 5, 6 in the morning. Oh, you're scaring me now. Jeez. Yeah, but, but there's, no correlation <laughs> to, uh, there's no correlation to dreaming, and, and it, it's totally false. And you know what? Dubs, you've had that dream where you've died, and yeah. and and the thing is, is that is that people get freaked out and they get scared. If you have a dream that you die, or you see yourself in a casket, I'm I'm, I'm talking to these people every night, you know, and and they're really nervous because they think it's telling the future. But but we have those dreams that we're dying when we're going through a big period of uh, transition or change in our lives. The dreams are mm -hmm. common after you just lost a job, maybe you got fired, and and. You know, your job is, is dead, it's over, or maybe you're going through a divorce, the marriage is dead. And, and so these, these dreams are, are very common, and it's a, it's a metaphor for change, separation, and, and a period of your life coming to an end. Now, kind of moving back to the length of dreams, we used to do a thing in high school where we'd make each other pass out 
you know, by like, you know, over uh, over oxygen, and then we would uh, cut it all off. Yeah. And then we'd pass out. Mm-hmm. Hyperventilate. Yeah. And then I swear we'd only be out for like 10 seconds tops, but it felt like, you know, we had like a full dream state there and like you it would like you you think you were out for 20 minutes because you've almost went through a full dream now is this the same wrestling team that would also uh go around in the shower and let's say relieve themselves yeah with other people being very nearby yes okay this is what you this is who you're talking to dream doctor this is the guy that you're, that you're trying to analyze his dream by the way we do have dreams we want analyzed in just a little bit dreamdoctor.com Go there, Charles McPhee joining us in the hideout right now. And something that I saw on the side is keys for remembering dreams. Uh, did, did you have something like that? And uh, can we try to remember and hold on to these dreams? Are there tricks whenever you wake up in the morning? Yeah, um, El Jefe, it's, it's actually it's pretty easy. I, 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 a lot of people struggle with their memory for dreams, and um, the, there's sort of a three-step process that you can do. One is before you go to bed, remind yourself that when you wake up, you want to try to remember your dreams. And then number two, this is the most important thing. When, when you first wake up, you, you have to concentrate immediately on what you were just dreaming about. So that means that you don't listen to the TV or, or talk to your bed partner or listen to the kids or start worrying about what you have to do that day. You need to give yourself about five minutes just to lay in bed and think, what was I dreaming about? Run the dream through in your mind for a few minutes. And the third step, if you really want to improve your memory for dreams and get in touch with your dream life, is to keep a pad and paper at the side of your bed and write down the key image, the key feeling, the location, and what the dream reminds you of in your waking life. And that, that process, if you follow that faithfully for two weeks, you, people who haven't remembered dreams in you know, 10 or 15 years suddenly are... are you know, their, their dream life really comes back. So your dreams will come back to you if you just pay them a little bit of attention. So um, th- that's funny about the writing them down in the middle of the night because I try to do this, like, with just things I thought of for, like, the show or something, you know, some show prep or something I thought in the middle of the night. I stopped doing it because every time I woke up, it made no sense, and I would be, like, laughing my ass off in bed. Oh, uh, you know, this is going to be the funniest thing ever. And then I wake up, and it makes no sense at all. It's like, it's like I, I want two jackrabbits running around uh, the studio, and I'm going to stomp on them. And just like the weirdest stuff in the world. And I, I'm, I'm reading in the morning, what the hell was I thinking, you know? Hey, let, me, let me ask you about this. What about deja vu? I mean, that's a misnomer. Going back to the Matrix, Dubs, a glitch in the Matrix. So that's a little joke we got to go on throughout the show right now. But... What about that? Is, is deja vu something that you're, you actually dream before? Or do you have any idea about deja vu? Well, this sort of gets into the whole thing about dreams telling the future again. And, and so someone would say, I've had an experience of deja vu. Deja vu is when, you've, when you're in some place and, and something happens, you say, wow, I feel like I've been here before. Or I feel like I've seen this whole thing. I, I, I'm familiar with it somehow. And... Um, you know, I really try to steer people away from thinking that, that dreams are precognitive. Dreams are really all about the present in our lives, and they, they aren't about the future. Um, although sometimes, for example, uh, I'll try to be brief here, but like some, you know, let's say um, someone has a dream that they get fired. Right. And then three weeks later, hey, they're in there talking to their boss just like they dreamed, and they get canned. Mm-hmm. 
And they're going to say, God, that's so weird. That was totally deja vu. Well, maybe, maybe not, right? Maybe you've known that things were going bad at, at work. Yeah, you've had a feeling that you're going to get fired for a while. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so dreams are predictive like that because they're anticipatory. But I think um, the deja vu thing is kind of a, um, a, a false sense of empowerment. Dreams are, if, if, you, if you pay attention to your dreams, you'll find out that they're really all about stuff that's going on in your life right now and what you were worried about yesterday and this week, things like that. Again, it's The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, Charles McPhee, The Dream Doctor, dreamdoctor.com. His book is available, Ask the Dream Doctor. There's something that I used to do. Uh, I, actually, I guess when I was a kid, I don't do it anymore, and this is kind of a multi-pronged question. Nocturnal emissions. Those happened. You dig them, I guess, whenever you're that age. And then I remember... That age means one year ago for me. I just stopped them one year ago. But I used to do this thing when I was a kid, though, where I would go to bed trying to force a dream and trying to force mm -hmm. a nocturnal emission. I guess my question is... And not to get too much into the emissions, but can you force dreams? Can you dictate your own dreams before sleeping? Yeah, man, and uh, not to mix metaphors here, but if you could put that in a bottle and sell it, uh, you'd have a big I'd audience. Be a, cause I'd be a rich man. There, there are a lot of people who want to uh, control their, their dreams. Is there and, a market for that? Excuse me? Is there a market for that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, trying to you know influence your dreams. There's all oh. sorts of stuff um, out there, and... and um, here, here's actually there's there's sort of a two prong breakdown on this. It's a multi prong question, but the fact is is that uh, emissions or orgasm that occurs during REM sleep is in their waking life. Okay, I, I had to dump out there because we're in such a weird time in the FCC, and I'm sure you could probably say that. Oh, I'm but, sorry. No, that's what, do you to trust me? To me, you didn't say anything, but we just wanted to be on the safe side. So basically, what you were saying was that um. You, whenever you whenever you do what you do in the middle of the night, right. a lot of times it is a lot more violent. Right. <laughs> okay. You fine. Know, you know who you know who reports especially great uh, you know sex dreams? Who's that? Yeah, well, women usually. Oh, I've heard about. I've heard that. That's a like women are real like good at that almost. Well, well, right, because they may have a little bit more difficulty with it. Normally, during their waking hours, than men will, and all of a sudden they're having these dreams, and hey, you know the the uh, the passion is really going on. God, I wish we weren't in FCC times because I got a great story about this. <laughs> Probably because their minds more open then, and they're uh, willing to get into the stuff they want to get into. A lot like more when they're they're reserved and awake. All right, let's start analyzing dreams, and just we'll, we'll hold you a little bit longer, Doc, if you don't mind. You bet, sir. Dreamdoctor.com. Go see uh, Charles McPhee get his book, Ask the Dream Doctor. So, all right, a couple of dreams. I got a few dreams that I want. Just you know, basic kind of rundowns. First of all, I've had this dream multiple times of being a serial killer, and it's almost the dream of being a serial killer, and not so much committing the acts like killing people, but more in having the dream of, wow, I come home one day and the cops are there, and I'm so busted, and almost the feeling of the dream is. I'm caught, and so I think about what it would be like for a serial killer to be caught. That sinking feeling. Yeah, exactly. What, what's that about? Well, actually, believe it or not, these dreams aren't uh, uncommon, and if, you, if we do have dreams that are violent, they are an indication that we're feeling really angry. We're, we're feeling frustrated and murder in dreams when we kill someone. It means we want to make someone go away. 
And then the whole segue of the dream to where you're feeling very terribly guilty about it, maybe the cops are there, things like that. We're, we're feeling guilty for feeling angry, and this happens a lot after big arguments or blow-ups. Um, you know, we'll have a dream that we killed someone, and then we're thinking, oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm going to get in so much trouble. And this is sort of the morning after the big fight when maybe you said a little bit more than you wish you had. You, you vented a little bit more anger, and you're thinking, what are the repercussions? I'm, I'm feeling guilty. Maybe I shouldn't have done what I did. All right, so maybe that is some guilt or something, like if not to say that I have or done anything. But uh, um, go ahead, Dubs. What you got um, one? Lately, I've been having one. This might be fairly easy to uh, analyze. I've had one that one of our coworkers has been trying to sell me a car. <laughs> But the only time I have it is when my girlfriend leaves the radio on in the morning and our coworker is doing a spot for a car dealership, and I'm hearing it in my sleep. So it's leaking into my sleep. Oh, that's funny. Is that, so that's just, I mean, that's not anything special. That's just kind of uh, the, the dream slipping into your, uh, or at the, least the, the audio slipping into your subconscious or something like that? Yeah, it happens all the time. Um, music will come into dreams. Um, if there's an ambulance going by, that might get incorporated. It might be a police, or you might be riding in the ambulance with someone to the hospital, things like that. And and even getting back to what we were saying earlier about trying to influence the, the content of dreams, people do that. They'll tape record stuff, and they'll play it during those early morning hours when there's a lot of dreaming going on in hopes of influencing the content of the dream. That, that's a good idea. We should do. Uh, you should do porno at right, like around 6 a.m. Just put like a four-hour in. <laughs> Fall back asleep, put it up real loud, and like let it hey, kind of come have in. Have you ever noticed this when you sleep too? It's so weird. It's like, like your ears almost shut off. Have you ever noticed that where you've been asleep and then like you wake up and you don't hear anything because you're you're like in this real weird state? Then all of a sudden, the more you wake up, it's like the volume in your head kind of turns on and you can start hearing things. What, do you know about that, Doc? Um, or is that just me and my wacko? That that uh, that sounds. Like you, you slept on your ear funny. Okay. <laughs> Here I am thinking it's this whole deep process and it's not. I have a real weird thing that's just happened like the last couple of years. Like I hear voices like when I'm waking up that sound scary, like very scary real, you know. Like they just sound like too real. Like usually in my dreams, they don't sound as close as they are. They sound like they're ta someone's talking right in my ear and I'm half awake at the time. You're going to start hearing this in your dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you're going to get from now on for spading your cat. You got one, V? You got a question? Yeah, I got a question. Um, what's up, Doc? I've always been uh, I've been killed a few times in my dreams, but like I've been stabbed. I don't know why. It's always been stabbed. I've never been shot. I've never drowned. Always stabbed. What does that mean? Well, what's, uh, what's your ethnicity? <laughs> Mr. Latino. <laughs> but getting beyond that, um, is there something about being killed a specific way like stabbing? Well, the... Um, Could be homoerotic. These yeah. dreams of being attacked um, are, are so incredibly common. And, and, again, people think about them literally and they worry about them. But, but if we have a dream that someone's stabbing us, you, the usual associations are like, hey, we got stabbed in the back. You know, and, and where you get stabbed, if you get stabbed in the heart, you know, that can indicate that it's a romantic, um, you know, it's a heartfelt issue where you're feeling like you're in pain. But again, any time you have a dream or you're being attacked, you need to look around. What was going on yesterday or the day before where I feel like someone's taking a shot at me. I think, you know, someone's hurting me. I'm, I'm you know, there's an old saying, words can sting like bullets and, and cut like a knife. And, and it becomes represented like that in our dreams. We're always being 
um, dealing with some situation where we feel like we're under attack, but it's an emotional attack, not a literal physical attack. Yeah, just because you're Latino, don't worry about it, brother. I know what you're talking about. Now, I've had a fairly recurrent dream of uh, my mom being a janitor and doing very menial jobs like being a janitor, uh, cleaning up churches, and just doing anything for a buck. Because she's a whore in real life, right? No, she's a janitor. <laughs> what is that okay? Well, then you're just dreaming about your mom. I don't see how that's anything specific. Uh, uh, strange. Dream doctor. Here's the main reason. You, uh, you think I dream for being something better, though? Well, maybe I want to keep her down. Huh, Doc? Here's... <laughs> exactly. Here's my dream, Doc. Actually, let's take one quick call, and then I want to analyze the dream that I had. Because that's, that's kind of the whole reason we have you here. Uh, Charles McPhee, DreamDoctor.com. Get his book, Ask the Dream Doctor. If you go on the website, too, using your AOL for broadband, I learned a lot of stuff anyway. You got a lot of these things already diagnosed on DreamDoctor.com. That's real, real cool. Uh, Lindsay, welcome into the hideout. You're on with the Dream Doctor. Hey. Or Lacey, uh, sorry. Yeah, this is Lacey. Listen, I have these dreams where people are, this is all my life, where someone or something is chasing me, and it's like I'm trying to haul ass, and I can't go anywhere. I, I, can, I can sell this for you. It's Bateman. How big is your ass? Is that part of the problem? No, it would not be. I, I, I'm sorry, baby. What, what about that, Doc? Really, I feel is it cancer chasing you? Do what? Nothing. Is it cancer chasing you? Stop, Dubs. Let's talk about it. It is not nice. Okay. No, <laughs> really, cancer. though, it's yeah. like, it's like um, I'm frozen. It's like I'm paralyzed, you know? I, I can't. Wait, Lindsay, are you sometimes, are you trying to run and you feel like you're stuck underwater, like it's slow motion, like you're in quick Right, kind exactly, of exactly. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is, this is a, uh, a common dream, and it's all about feeling powerless in our waking life. We feel like we have some issue that's pursuing us. We'd rather not deal with it. We'd rather run away from it. Or maybe because she's overweight. No. I am not no? overweight. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just taking a stab at it, honey. <laughs> Listen, she sounds sexy. Yeah. Um, all right, and, so and, and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get away or make ourselves free. So the 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 recipe for those dreams, when you have them, look yeah. around at what's bugging you in your waking life the day before, before you went to bed. You know, it could be a frustrating situation at work. It could be a frustrating situation in your family life, something like that. Oh, honey, but you're I feeling on powerless. On. And if you want the dream to go away, switch to ultralights. Okay, that's that uh, uh, thing that's bugging me, and. You want, you know, if you take some concrete steps in your waking life to deal with the situation, you won't be feeling like you're, you know, immobile, like you're paralyzed. Hey, Lacey, thanks for getting, being a good sport. Thank you so much. Thank we'll, we'll you. Talk, we'll talk to you, baby. Um, a couple more questions. I hope we're not holding you up too long because i got to get to mine, too. But we'll take two more. I know people are blowing up the phone lines. They want to talk to the dream doctor. We'll take two more calls because it's all about me, and i got to get mine analyzed. Uh, Gail, welcome into the hideout. Hey, you guys are awesome. Um, I have this dream, and it happens all the time, like my whole life. I'm sleeping, although whatever I'm doing in my dream, I can't seem to open my eyes, and I'm so tired. Hmm. What about but that? I'm, Maybe because you're awake and you want to go to sleep. Well, I'm at... I, I mean, I'm sleeping. I'm I'm in my dream. I'm like, I'm I'm in a dream, and well, whatever Why don't we let the I'm doctor doing. take this one? Yeah, go ahead, uh, <laughs> Yeah, And how are, how are you feeling in the dream? Are you frustrated? Uh, well, I have the chasing dreams a lot, and yeah, I'm, yeah, generally, probably. But, but you're feeling, you're also feel feeling like tired. Like yes. Right, and, and are you tired in your waking life? Yeah, yeah I, I sleep like two to four hours a night. Okay, I think we're zooming in on, on the problem here. 
And how come you're only getting two to four hours of sleep a night? Prostitution? Uh, so I'm crazy. Nice. Sexy. <laughs> Are you a cutter? Uh, no. No? <laughs> not interested. Hey, listen. You know, the, the, the meaning of this dream, really, it's this is one of these dreams that lets you know that you're incredibly fatigued. It's entering into your sleep. Um, I, I mean, you, during the day and everything, I feel completely fine. I'm energized. Because you're on coke. But, no. Uh, Here's a, here's the great thing, Gail, is the hideout. Big thing, five nights a week, 11 to 1, starting Monday. So make sure you stay up for that. Since when? Uh, it just happened. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's cool, though. Um, we're, you know, it sucks that you're not able to get any sleep, but I don't know if it's specifically related to dreams, though, is it, Doc? Well, you know what? A lot of people will, first of all, people say they get two to four hours of sleep per night. And, and Gail, I'm, I don't mean to disavow what you said, but, but no one does it. And no one, no one actually gets by on that little sleep. But, but, Four hours, five hours, six hours, when you're running like that, it's too little sleep for the body. And so it's not unusual for these dreams of fatigue. Uh, you know, Gail can't open her eyes, and this is a warning dream that she's not getting enough sleep. And she just told us that she's, um, you know, running her life a little bit hectic. And so the, the meaning of this dream is to get more sleep, allocate more time for it. There you so go. I, phys I physically wake up after four hours of sleep, whether I have an alarm clock or not. Oh. I, I can't sleep more than four hours. Would you recommend medication, Dor? <laughs> no, seriously, something to get you. Yeah, I would say yeah. Ambien or whatever it's called. Well, you know what? Um, actually, what Gail should is keep a, a dream, a sleep diary, and and then she can actually see how much sleep she's getting, and then she should talk to a doc about it because. Her perception of sleep and, and the actual amount you get, it's, it's actually very hard to tell, but if you kept a diary for two weeks, then everyone could, then your doctor could have a good idea of how little sleep you're getting and could figure out why, Gail. And I tell you, it's terrible to go through life tired. It just, it destroys the quality of life. I say you get in a nice bathtub, you get the razor, you cut yourself, you bleed out, you'll nap for a little while. Yeah. You'll get at least 10 hours. And you do that five nights a week, you'll be caught up for the weekend ready to party. Uh, one more call. Mike, welcome into the hideout. You there? Hello? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Hey, um, my name's Mike. I just I was calling because I, I don't think I dream at all, or if I do, I don't remember my dream at all. So. And he'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Go ahead, Doc. You there? Oh, okay. Uh, Mike's going to hang up and listen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is the same problem, Mike. You've got so much company on this uh Dreams are very difficult to remember. Sigmund Freud couldn't figure it out. It, it took the EEG for us to learn that we all sleep, we all dream an hour and a half a night. It's as long as a feature film you'd see at a movie theater. Um, if you if you do what I said earlier on the show, uh, tell yourself before you fall asleep, hey, I want to try to remember my dreams. Then wake up slowly, give yourself five minutes to think about it in the morning and, and try jotting down some notes when you wake up in the morning. I, I guarantee you, you will pull your dream life back. You, you just I'll, need to put a little attention on it. Almost do some kind of self-hypnosis before you fall asleep? You know what the funny thing is, uh, J-Dubs, is it's just the the mind really responds to attention. But if we if we don't think about it and we aren't motivated, and every morning when we wake up, we just sort of uh, blast off into thinking about the work day and, and things like that, then then we've missed out from not only the technique, which is that if you, if you don't pay attention in that first minute when you wake up you'll, your dreams will be gone you can't get them back and that's just that's just the way the memory is in the brain and um uh so a little bit of attention and knowing that you have to pay attention immediately upon wakening 
are the two tricks that you need to know to improve your dream memory. All right, let's get to my dream. It's the hideout with Ohefe and J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFK, Charles McPhee, dreamdoctor.com. The book is Ask the Dream Doctor. Here's my dream, Dubs. Here's what happened with my dream, okay? So, I've had this dream, and it happens a lot, and I thought I had gotten over it. It, 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 here's what it is, Doc. It's the dream of my very first love from, like, middle school, okay? To, to explain the relationship, you know, thing through middle school, whatever, didn't happen. I saw her again in high school, kind of blew her off. Last time I ever saw her, she wanted to give each other phone numbers so we could keep in touch. And she gave me her number. I was like, yeah, I'll just remember it. And so there it is. And I, I didn't remember it. I never called her. I was in a relationship at the time. So now, and it happens, I'd say, two, three times a year, maybe even four, where I'm sitting there and I'm dreaming, and I'm just having this vivid dream of her, dubs to answer your question, in a grown-up state, not the middle school her, but I'm having Damn. this vivid dream of her and her face and us hanging out and things specifically about her hair, and even, it never gets sexual, no. but even like kissing. And like You're kissing a fourteen year old. No, I'm kissing a grown up version of this dude, my first middle school love. Steve. And, and it and, uh, no. And it happened like even earlier this week and I was like, Dubs, we gotta get the dream doctor. What is going on in my mind? Why can I not get this chick out of my mind? And why are they so vivid? And why does it just bring back all of this stuff? for like two weeks and that's all I can do I'm infatuated that's all I can do is think about her Doc nice dreams mm. boy she would be so flattered to hear this I doubt it actually I got an update on it I'll give a, a little bit later on but hey, you know you know when we typically have these dreams about about old love it can be if we're uh, kind of going through the Rolodex in our own book you know if we're suddenly single or something and here's this unresolved relationship from the past but to be honest with you your dream sounds like one of these dreams where uh all of a sudden, things start to be going pretty good in our lives. And our status is moving up. We're sort of being accepted in the work world, making more money, all these kind of things. And we kind of wish that some of the people from our past could see us now. Goddamn, I think you nailed it. Because we just got a promotion. Uh, the hideout will be on five nights a week, 11 to 1, starting Monday. That just happened, Dubs. I don't know if you heard about that. Really? Hey, congratulations. Thanks for the memo. Thank you so much. And yeah. so I wonder if that is now part of it where I am thinking about her and I want to be able to share that with her. Because, all right, let me tell you the whole story, Doc. Not to, now we're just kind of hanging out in this. But here's what happened I'd have these dreams all the time. So I got the subscription to classmates.com. As it turns out, I got a hold of her and I emailed her and. She's married now. <laughs> she has a kid. And so after this, I'd stopped having the dreams. And this was three months ago. But then on, like, Tuesday, it was the most vivid dream ever. And I could see her face. And that's when we had the sensual kisses in the dream. <laughs> what? Can I do anything to stop this? Can I do anything to... Because she's haunting me now almost. It's so vivid. I don't know. You can keep writing her emails and see if she's impressed with, uh, with all the progress in your career. But, it, but I really think that this is it. It's kind of like, you know, how you dread going back to the high school reunion if your career hasn't really taken off? Yeah. And then you're really looking forward to it if you're the hotshot. 
That's true, and we're hot shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you're an awesome guest. Um, due to our new schedule, I don't know how we can work out maybe having you on again, but uh, we'll try to figure it out. Charles McPhee, his book is Ask the Dream Doctor, the website. I'm serious, guys. Check it out. I learned a lot of stuff on it yesterday, and I'm cruising around now on it. DreamDoctor.com. And he's actually from the area, Bethesda. Thank you so much, Charles. Thanks, so happy. Thanks, J-Dubs. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. <sighs> man. So that's what it is, man. It's the new status thing. Yeah? It's the the 11 to 1 thing. You think someone would be that impressed with that? No. No? Telling my family. They're like, oh, that's great. Yeah. My mom. She's like, oh, you guys weren't full-time before? I know. No, no, we weren't. No. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So uh, your little brother scored a goal in soccer. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Is he on five nights a week entertaining the masses in the world's most powerful city? No, his fat ass scored a goal. Good for him. Little fat, son of a bitch. Yeah, he's fat. Ba my fat bastard little brother finally got to play in a game because he's such a little chunk ass. And my mom was so proud of him. Not proud of me. Five nights what? No one cares. Not a single goddamn person. Not even her. And you know what? I was thinking about this, too, just kind of give you an update. So I emailed her. She, yelled, she emailed me back. And um, I haven't heard from her since, since the last time I emailed her. Yeah. Like in November or February or whatever it was. And I was thinking about it. I, it's like, just kind of go back and think about... It was really heartbreaking to know she was married... But then it was more heartbreaking to know that she had a kid. And the reason it was heartbreaking to know that she had a kid was because that means that she, like, actually had sex with someone else. You know what I mean? And not only did she have sex with somebody else, completion happened. You know? And yeah, that, that's what happens when you have sex. Yeah. And what's even more heartbreaking is, like, somewhere in the back of her mind, she didn't get an abortion because she, you know, thinking... I can't, right guy. I can't have this kid. What about Hefe? But no, she goes through and she has the kid. Yeah, well, people tend to do that after seven or eight years of dating someone. Or more. How You guys were 13? 13 years after. Double the age. Why do you make it sound so sad? Technically, it is. Going through a separation, having dreams about married chicks with kids. Hey, Mom, I'm five nights. So? Jacob scored a goal. <laughs> so? Five nights. Hey, Dad, I'm five nights. That's great. Taylor got a home run. <laughs> Michael didn't make any errors in his game the other day. Yeah, but see, my dreams are realized. That's great. So how's uh so how's the ex-wife? How's she doing? Why would you bring that up? Sons of bitches! I hate my family. I hate my life. All right. Well, there's the dream doctor. Dreamdoctor.com. I think we learned a little something, Dubs. I'm a creepy son of a bitch. You are. And now a song that triggers the memories of that chick. But I, you know, I wonder if like if chicks hear this because we had a lot of female college tonight in the hideout. I wonder if they hear this and they think, A, that's a guy that cares. That's a guy that I know I could see myself with because he cares. I, I would say they think too clingy. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, but you know that I'm not the kind of guy that will just bang you and run away. Yeah, but that, 
you'll never run away. You'll never. You'll be the most clingy after they don't love you anymore. You'll be hanging around outside, hanging around their work. Hey, I just, I just want to have lunch. I, it doesn't mean anything. It's just lunch. And as proof of his clinginess, he's looking at BullySpears.com. <laughs> yeah, I went to that after DreamDoctor.com. Is that who you've been having dreams with? <laughs> Not yet. 14-year-old boy? 14-year-old Boily? He's 19. Boily is 19. Yeah, we got RadioHideout.com up so that people can get the links to all these people. Yeah. I put a link up for the Dream Doctor as well. All right, Dubs, old school jam of the week. Let's do this. Come back. Another big announcement in the hideout. Also coming up, the uh, the strippers from Good Guys Club will be here, or Good Guys, goodguysclub.com. Rev9 is going to be here. And uh, some other interesting things that I happened, uh, like my conversation with Don Geronimo at the WJFK ratings party. We'll see if we can get into that as well. What's the old school jam, Dubs? Bitch want to die because she know I call her live. It's little Troy, still a bitch. <laughs> You gotta love this song. It, it, it's like so true. Every guy thinks this. That's true. It's a high down 106.7 WJFK. I met her in a bar outside, little bar in Texas. Never know she's sleeping around on me. Found out about her one night when we were sitting Cause she acts
country. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you where y'all need to go. Where they got more women than anywhere. Violence. Chris on Sunday night. Nope. Three races on floor. Y'all way off. I give y'all a hint. Everybody's been there. Wait. Spit it out. Church. Oh, Nobody going to church to catch those bitches. Looking for black boxes. I like to know that a woman is just stupid enough to ask me. Shubs. FFA on 106.7 WJF. Welcome back into the hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. 866-277-4969 on the WJFK lines. As we just chatted with the dream doctor, Charles McPhee, dreamdoctor.com. Uh, go check it out. Point your AOL for broadband toward that site. Learned a lot. Of, um, learned a lot about stuff. Dreams are just always so fascinating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just because it is, like you said, like a movie at night. A lot of times I would try to force the movie or think about somebody um, so I could dream about them. You know, because dreams are just, it's so funny because it's just so vivid. It just seems so goddamn real. I used to just love going to sleep waiting for some of my dreams, you know. Like, I wonder what it's going to be tonight, you know. I, I used to look so forward to sleeping and dreaming. It was almost like an escape for me. Well, when I was having the um, emissions mm -hmm. in high school... That I would specifically go to bed trying to think of stuff so that I would, I would have one. Because I had this whole thing where all the way through high school, I, uh, I did not punch the clown once. Not a I can't single, believe that. Not a single time, I swear on I don't, my life. I don't know where that would stem from. I swear on my life. And now you've gone buck wild. Oh, boy, am I making up for lost time. I'm not even kidding. Oof. Um, but, yeah, so but that was the only way that I could... You know, before I lost my virginity, so I would have those dreams, try to force the issue, if you would, when going to sleep at night. I, I just don't see what the difference is, you know? I, I, I just felt, I guess I felt dirty. You well, that's why you take a shower afterwards. What, you just... <laughs> I can't go any, any yeah, deeper, no, stop. but... <laughs> uh, coming up for you... dirty bastard. Uh, coming up for you, free Slurpees for a year, courtesy of 7-Eleven. Try the newest Slurp, uh, Slurpee flavor... Sierra Mist, refreshing lemon lime flavor. I can't even read today. Uh, extreme green color. Poured into one of three 40-ounce collectible Shrek 2 cups only at 7-Eleven. Try the new flavor. It looks good. Shrek's all over the place again. I uh, thought we were done with the, the Shrek thing mm -hmm. you know, after the last one because Shrek was everywhere. Everyone had a little piece of them. I see uh, now Shrek on, uh, on uh, shampoo bottles, you know, with their green apple and whatever. You know, anything green they try to throw Shrek onto to sell a couple more to kids. I dug the first movie. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to the sequel, though. Well, I, I wasn't looking forward to the first one either. You know, I didn't see it until someone forced it on me almost. Hey, we got a whole bunch of new drops. You want me to play a couple for you? Yeah. Um, do you watch Arrested Development? I I haven't watched it yet. No. Dude, it's such a great show. I mean, there's I, 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 I guess a lot of people watch Sopranos at that time. But Arrested Development, I guess, is on at 9.30 on Fox. And it's just so funny. It's so different. And uh, our boy, David Cross, is on there. And so this last week, they had a drop that I, I just think is perfect. Douche chill. Douche chill. 
So anyway, um, they're talking about something, and we've talked about douche chills for a while. Oh yeah. So now that we have an actual drop that says douche chills going to be great. Also, too, we didn't get a chance to play this one last week, but we got this one now. Hey, you tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J Dub? This is Fred Smooth, Washington Redskins. And of course, this is this one. Hi, this is Troy Aikman, and you're listening to El Hefe's Hideout on 1067 WJFK. I didn't do on that. That one's a little old school. Do you mind if I edit it where it says you're listening to El Hideout? Yeah. On 106.7 WJFK? That's fine. Does that one work out on our feet? And I also got this one, too. This one's from the Stacy Show. I want to sleep with Hefe. It was so funny when she said that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I want to sleep with Hefe. What context? I don't think that really matters. <laughs> well, I don't think that what's important is that it's the Stacy Show, which comes on at 11 o'clock after us, and then this happens. I want to sleep with Hefe. Because here's the thing. I've had so many people hit on me lately. And not only chicks. I want to sleep with Hefe. Not only Stacy, too. Yeah. Oh, J-Dubs. Come on now. What's wrong with you? I'm just... I kid because I love. Because I'm looking forward to having the strippers in. Now that I've shaved the dreads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now that I've shaved the dreads and I got the bald look going. I mean, Stacy's seeing this on her show. I want to sleep with Hefe. I've been approached by two guys here at the station. Not sexually... But the other day, I'm walking around the halls. Uh, Buzz walks up. Buzz, from the Don and Mike show, Mighty Don and Mike show, 3 to 7, right here on JFK. He's like, you know what, Hefe? That's a great look you got going. It's really come together nicely. Good for you. You look great. And the funny thing is, you haven't thanked me yet. And you shared the chops. Yeah, everything's gone. I just got the goatee. I'm completely bald. I've been I tanning. I kind of like having the, uh, you know, kind of the uh, the chops going down your face too. Yeah, but it looked a little, looked a little uh, white trashish. You know, you're Mexican. You can't be white trash. You, you can be Mexican you, trash. You can still look. Uh, you can still look trashy though. I want to sleep with Hefe. And then the other person who keeps telling me they love my look is the sales guy, Tim McWilliams. Tim McWilliams, that guy's funny. He's a blast. But he walks. Hefe. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't even begin to. Uh, Turns his whole body. Hefe. I can't even begin to announce, you know, or uh, you know, do an impression of his voice. But he comes in and he's like, Hey, yo, Hefe, um, you got, you got a great looking look there. You, you looking good with the bald head. I like that. Yeah, and but he said it like four times already. You looking good. I really like that. So here's what I'm thinking. I really like that, Hefe. I get Stacy. I want to sleep with Hefe. First of all, me, Stacy, Buzz, and McWilliams all get together. Prod three. To make it a party. Oh, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the the line across the H. Hey Hefe, why don't you want to bring a bald head over here? <laughs> you have a big announcement. Um, let me first of all say that that whole Stacy thing is taken way out of context. Whatever. I have. I look, dude. I have the tape right here. You can't doctor tape. I want to sleep with Hefe. Oh yeah, Cool Edit Pro doesn't exist in the studio. I don't even know what Cool Edit Pro is. You're talking all this radio jargon. All I'm knowing is I'm listening to the Stacey. First show. of all, I, I was running this. I want to sleep with Hefe. I, I want to sleep with Hefe. <laughs> I'm pulling that too. Um, first of all, what she said there is now everyone's gonna think I want to sleep with Hefe. Whatever. I don't even believe. I was that. running the board, and that's what she said. How uncomfortable was that with you and Stacy, and you had to run the board last week? Wasn't uncomfortable at all. Hey, Hefe, here uh, Stacy wants to sleep with you. <laughs> that's the worst that's Williams impression I've ever heard. That's crazy. <laughs> look, look at him, Here comes Dubs. <laughs> How you doing, boss? <laughs> if 
Dubs actually wants me to to prove you to be a liar. I can actually go pull last week's show where uh, she was saying that. All right, well, whatever. Look, we don't have time for that. Don't you have... I want to sleep with Hedge. <laughs> some sort of a big announcement or something that you uh, wanted to make? Yeah, come on, Bateman. <laughs> What is your uh, what's your announcement? It actually has to do with the lovely Stacy. Really? She and I are actually engaged. What? That, 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 that's ludicrous. It's true. <laughs> Everyone says, "Look, I know you and Stacy like each other. Just get it over with." And There's a weird sexual tension between Bateman and Stacy. Like a real odd. Let's just, you know, do each other and get it over with. Kind Why of do you thing. think she turned down everybody that called on Ron Fez Thursday? She was thinking of you. We're engaged. I'm getting married. You don't have a real announcement? Dubs announces that he's getting a, he got Sadie Lou. This is a real announcement. Unlike your fake Dr. Tape over there. Castrated. And that's your announcement. You and Stacey are uh, engaged. Even Tim came in and made a little announcement. How did it happen? How did you and Stacy? Uh, how did you guys hook up? How long have you and Stacy been having sex? Oh, did it happen with a three-way, or are you guys waiting? Oh, for okay. Five-hour marathon again? Uh, I'm gonna go pull that tape now. Whatever. All right, I'll be back. You taped the marathon? <laughs> we don't have that much time. Damn you all. <laughs> we'll have to spread it out over time. That's his big announcement. That wasn't a good McWilliams. No. I thought I was nailing it. No. I wonder if we could call his voicemail. Eh, probably not. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to call his voicemail and see if you can get the impersonation down. You're adding to your repertoire, bro. Yeah. I, can, I do a bad McWilliams, a bad uh, Goss, a bad... I do a bad everyone at the station. That's what I do. It's not like you even do people who are, like, out in real life. You know what I mean? Hey, we're Sideshow. Get Sideshow in here. So, obviously, I'm sure that's not Bateman's announcement. His announcement is that he'll be working five nights a week to hide out 11 to 1 starting Monday. 106.7 WJFK. Am I going to be there? Uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see if you can stick around after Ron and Fez. Dude, so last night I go to this place. What is it, Dr. Dreamos? I have never been there. What is this place you, you dragged us to in uh, Arlington? This, this to uh, Tommy. He's the one who uh, had the suggestion. This disgusting place. What was the place called? Dr. Dreamos? Dreamos? Something like that. So anyway, dude, I don't know. I'm having a few issues with Bateman. Because he is seriously becoming like a girlfriend. Yeah. Where I'm always having these issues and we're constantly getting into fights with each other. It's just always a fight. One after another, a fight. So set the scene for me. You guys are over at Judge Dredd. Partying it up. <laughs> yeah. We're at Judge Dredd in Arlington or Dr. Dreamos or whatever it is. It's me, it's Sideshow, and it's Bateman. And we're all sitting there, and we're excited. Cause they, was Dr. Demento there? The big news about the hideout going 11-1. That just happened, by the way. I don't know if you heard about that, J-Dubs. Yeah. So anyway, we're out there, and Bateman, or, uh, Sideshow and I are throwing back some beers, and right. Bateman doesn't drink. And so there are three chicks that are okay looking. Um, not bad looking. They're all right. Decent. And so we're needling Bateman because, he, you know, he's all by himself right now. And so we're, get over there. Go chat with these chicks. Go chat with them and get your game on. Get your groove on. And we constantly say, dude, get over there and just talk to them. And we were like, we'll buy the beers. We'll start the conversations. We'll do whatever. Just go talk to these chicks. If they were on MySpace.com and you guy and you were your screen name and she was a screen name, you'd be chatting it up right now. Hey, what's, your, uh, what's your thing? Rufy said... <laughs> yeah, 392. That's it. All right, <laughs> Roofie Dealer 62.com. Uh, so at AOL. But anyway, so we're sitting there trying to have, like almost an intervention because you know you have a friend 
that just can't get chicks. Yeah. You got a friend that can't get chicks. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? You're somewhere, and it's like, dude, just go do this. Just go talk to the ladies. How much of a bitch was Bateman being, Sideshow? Uh, we gave him every opportunity in the world to uh, pick up these women, for one. He, he's, a, he's a real big bitch. It was one of these things where we were going to go talk to them for him. And then we were going to buy the beer for him. And I know a lot of you have friends. A lot of you guys have friends where there's just, like, you know what it is? He's the chick that has, like, self-esteem issues. He's got a good job. He's not a bad-looking dude. He's a little short, whatever. Now, are, are it's, you not, guys... it's not like Stacy's saying this about him. I want to sleep with Hefe. You know? Now, is this a thing of, you know, you actually trying to help him out, or is he, you just want your little monkey to go out there and kind of entertain you? Exact quote last night, thank you, Doves, was, dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> what kind of friendship is that? All night he kept trying to push me. Push, push, push. I said, I'm not interested in those three ugly chicks. They're not my style. They're not what I'm interested in. Go talk to them. Do it now. They don't have Dance, monkey, dance. They don't have an AOL screen name in front of them on their forehead. So I'm not going to go talk to them. If we were on AOL right now, Adam, we'd be... Adam to the buddy list. We'd be <laughs> chatting it up. We'd be best of friends. We'd be sending each other pics. Right. Instead... We're out in real life with real people, and we're not, you know, talking to each other through the Matrix. Now, I tend to kind of believe, Tommy, here, that you were just trying to make him your little dancing monkey because I remember, cool. I remember back at our old station, we had, like, this 45-year-old overnight guy, and you would <laughs> flip pennies at him at his feet, yelling at him, dance, monkey, dance. And this guy was just so sad, and you're... Throwing pennies at the guy. You know what's funny? Just he would your own amusement. He would dance for me though. <laughs> this is what I want. From now on, when you and me go out, Bateman, it needs to be like this. I'm throwing pennies at you. You're going to talk to chicks. Dance, monkey, dance. You know what's funny is that you weren't even invited. You invited yourself to go out last night. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was my night. What, you couldn't share that with me since you're part of the hideout? I wasn't actually particularly interested in hanging out with you last night, actually. These chicks were cute, man. They weren't. They were what old. did they look like? They were like a you know short, what? fat, blonde chick. You know what one of them looked like? They look like the chick who works here who he says wants him and is always walking by his office. Really? Am I wrong or right, Sideshow? I mean, Hefe's totally right about this. Look about 55 extra pounds. No, she was skinny. Yeah, yeah. whatever, man. One, I talked to one of the chicks. You didn't talk to anybody. The, but I went to the bathroom. I talked oh. to the one chick. She was a Latin American chick, and right. I told you about that. Whatever, man. Now, one thing about Sideshow. Most of this talking happens near the bathroom for some reason. Every time I've went to the, the bar with this kid, he always leaves to go to the bathroom, and I'll look over at the bathroom, and he's over there talking to someone, guy or girl. He's over there just shooting it. Yeah? Hey, what about the creepy girl you did talk to? What about that? What? Remember you, you I thought I knew her from somewhere. Like, when she walked in, I was like, I know that girl from somewhere. You went up and talked to her? I was like, yeah, I asked her what school she went to, and douche chill. <laughs> that has to be like the most uncomfortable moment. Oh, you didn't go to? The, uh, I thought I knew. And, you. But then he kept he keeps it on. He's like, uh, did, did you go to so and so? How would you even know? You didn't even see me talk to her. See, you're just a liar. Did you go to so and so? Did you? Go, oh, I was sure. I, I thought I recognized you from here. That's all, Bateman. That's all. I didn't see you talk to anybody except the French fries. <laughs> you're a little douche chill. Douche I was already with one fat bitch last night. Oh, come on, dude. What's that about? <laughs> Who's that good be? kid? 
Oh, oh through a slideshow. Yeah. Let's see how it is. I'm a fat bitch, but chicks still say this. I want to sleep with Hefe. It's, it's documented. No. And so anyway, he, then he like, throws a fit. He starts yelling and storms off. I didn't storm off to go have these fake conversations with chicks over by the bathroom. It wasn't even by the bathroom. It was a couple seats down on the bar. Douche chill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were too busy stuffing your face. It's a shock, I know. I didn't want to drive drunk. Oh, I needed to sober up. You can't respect that? No. I respect that more than you pretending to have conversations with chicks that were there. But now I'm pretending to have conversations. We're at just Dr. Dremo's place. Dude, you didn't talk to anybody. No. Me and Sideshow, that's it. We gave you so many opportunities. I thought you two nobodies last night. Where is this Dr. Dementos at? (laughs) Arlington? Clarendon or something? I remember passing Clarendon. It's on Clarendon Boulevard. Something like that. Yeah. I'm walking down the street. People are yelling my name. They yeah. recognize me. I swear to God, it happened. <laughs> it happened. I, I swear to you, it happened. They were all over you. Yeah. Definitely. They couldn't help it. It's just so sad. Yes, you here's, are. Here's sad. the thing. Here's the thing about Bateman. Like I said, good-looking kid, a little small, whatever. What are you, Cameron, now? Um, he's got, you know, he's got a good job. He's now got a nightly job with the hideout. And instead of going up and talking to women that I'm not attracted to because they're short, fat, and blonde, Instead, he, Whatever. Read, he, he was like, I can't wait to get home to MySpace. I never said that. I want you're just home. making stuff up, just like you're making the Stacy thing up. I can't wait to get home, talk to my chicks on the internet. LOL, you're so hot. Send me a pic. Oh, I love you. How about this? How about I send you a pic? <laughs> I took myself with my shirt off in the mirror. Oh, boy. I got another story. <laughs> no? No. All right. You apologizing for being a bitch last night. Yeah, and you know what was so weird? You know it felt super homoerotic about it? What? He kept rubbing up against me last night? What? <laughs> I don't... Whatever. I don't... Uh, I'm not going to say that you weren't rubbing up against him. Here's the thing. Sideshow... It was like Sideshow was the one like playing like like nice. Oh, yeah? He's like, are you guys okay? Do I need to get you guys together so you guys could chat? Hey, Hefe, did you use anybody's phone last night to prank call people? <laughs> Oh, boy. I did. Who'd you call? Several people. I was drunk dialing last night. That's the best. Leaving messages on people's voicemail. I'm glad. You, at least you know better not to call me with that crap. No, I don't call you. Yeah. No, no he uses other people's phones. Yeah, that. but he, he wouldn't call me regardless with anybody else's phone either. Can I tell who I called? I don't care. Uh, here's not my thing. Here's who I called. My so phone. Yeah, it was, it was his phone. It was Sideshow's phone. Are you going to tell both people that you called? I'll tell everybody. So here's the thing. We're hanging out at Dr. Demento's. We're drinking on Clarenton Boulevard, me, Sideshow, and Bateman. And I'm already loaded, like, after one. And I'm just, you know, show me your phone. And remember the whole thing with Bateman and Sideshow where Bateman banged Sideshow's chick? Yeah. So to get back at him, Sideshow has gotten far with Bateman's fake girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay? So then I call the fake girlfriend. Can I tell everything? I don't, no, I, I don't know if you can even say some of that on air, though. I wouldn't. You can camouflage it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, something. Yeah, really. I mean, it's not going to cause me any problems. I'll just say that. <laughs> really? It's, it would cause him more problems than me. Look, here's the thing. I just started drunk dialing, and I started leaving messages as Bateman. I I want to I want to show you the pics. <laughs> I, I got to tell this. No, come on. No, man. you su- you really don't want no. me to tell. No, all right, I'm no. not going to tell. I'll tell you off the air. All right, figures. I'll okay. tell you anything. Involve- I'm, not, I'm not even telling you about today. What happened today? I'm not telling you about it. Why bring it up then? 
I already know. He has this, an idea of what happened. This has turned into the worst segment in the world. Tell him. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to tell you that. No. Look, all I'm saying is I feel bad for this kid who obviously has no people skills unless he's on AOL for broadband. Doesn't that scare you a little bit where you have a shut-in who can't go and talk to people as if they were normal human beings and only wants to converse with them via the Internet? Yes. And can't hang out with them? Definitely. I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, besides, Shaw, I mean, you look at this guy. and It's, 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 it's sickening. It pisses me off. And everybody has his friend. Yet it's always, you know, I, I don't have a girlfriend. Where's my girlfriend? But you're not talking to him. You're only talking to chicks who are like in Canada and Arizona. We are in the the most powerful city in the free world. So many beautiful, educated women in Washington, D.C. Even uneducated, they're beautiful. And you'd rather be on MySpace. I never said that. If it, I told you, if it was a girl, I was interested in if, Okay, you would have a very, very valid point if I'd been looking at some girl all night and been like, wow, she's really hot, I should go talk to her. Then you'd have a point. But for me to sit down and not even see the three girls you're yelling about me to go talk to all night, here's the thing. You always work your game up. Yeah, you throw your fake game or you practice your game on the chicks you're not interested in. That way, not once it gets to the point where you may be interested in a chick, then you actually go out and you've already worked your game a little bit. Not he, he's very, he's very right on this. Uh, why don't you practice your game on Hefe just right now? And it was this. Uh, it was you like show a, us the game. It was this odd, like homoerotic moment. Spit me some game. Talk to me like I was a chick. What's up, fatty? How you doing? You wouldn't really say that. <laughs> I'd be tempted to. Why didn't you say that last night? Yeah. I wasn't in the mood. I was too busy getting ber berated last night by two people left and right. I I you this, You're the that. one who called me up and said, I got to go out and meet people. I got to do something tonight. I was like, I don't care, dude. Whatever the hell you want to do. You want to go to a show? You want to go to a place? And you're like, let's go to Dr. Dremino's. We went to Dr. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Dremino's. <laughs> Dr. Dredel. That's we, Cameron. Yeah. And we went over there, and he sat facing the bar this way while the bar was on the right I, you know you can describe it better than me but he wasn't talking to anybody and I was basically because the second I sat down I had Hefe and Sideshow going go talk to those girls right there do it now dance monkey dance you can't have any fries so you do this and I'm like I don't even see what girls are talking about first of all come on dance for me and shake that thing you're such an all right. Why are you calling? Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Shafee from WRIF is going to be on the line talking a little sports. Speaking of girlfriends, I feel like the chick who whose boyfriend is constantly cheating on them, mm -hmm. but they can't leave them. That's the way I feel as a Dallas Mavericks fan right now. Uh -oh. You know, where it's like she's constantly, you know, he's constantly whatever. They're always constantly cheating on you. But then they always come back with that glimmer of hope, and they always let you down. That's what I feel like right or, now. Or you're, you're the battered wife that, you know, I just get so mad. I, I, I promise I won't do it again, honey. You know how mad I get. And when I get mad, I just can't help myself. Right. And you keep on going back just because you think they aren't going to do that again. Coming up, we also have uh, the, the ladies from Good Guys. They're going to be here. They're our stripper friends and also Rev9, uh, the official local band of the hideout. 
Next, a little sports with the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Want to call the hideout? Hello? Want to yell at us? Hello? Want to yell at the people yelling at us? Hello? Yes, you're on the air with the hideout. What's your name? Hello? Even stupid people can call. Were you in special ed, honey? No. Are you sure? Was your classroom next to the boiler room? Call the hideout. Yo, baby, show me your digits. Let's do this damn thing. At 866-277-4969. Hello? 6.7 WGFB. And welcome back into the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J Dubs. Tommy Bateman taking your phone calls. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. That's pizza mouth. And yep. Ironic, it doesn't sound any different from when you normally talk. Actually, it's a little more dry. Probably better. <laughs> you got all the pizza dough sucking up all the saliva. Yep. Uh, happy Saturday night to you. Uh, in case you haven't heard, we've been making the announcements here and there. Ron and Fez uh, talked about it last night. Um, this is the last live Saturday night for the hideout. It, it officially, we've gotten the promotion. We're getting called up to the show. We will be your late night friends. Uh, we, the three we're of us, clean up. The three of us are going to be here every night for you, Monday through Friday, from 11 to 1 o'clock. We got word late yesterday that this is going to happen. So, following the um, the fastest hour, Ron and Fez, 11 o'clock at night. You will hear the hideout live with El Jefe and J Dubs. I feel bad. On 106.7 WJFK. Why is that? Rick Ballou. He has, a, he has a wife and kids, you know? I don't know. I tell you what, we'll do Rick Ballou check ins. Okay. I don't know if that's possible. Maybe we'll bring up the spot of sporting news because, believe it or not, it goes on uh, regardless of oh. it being aired or not. So, we'll check in with Rick Ballou and we'll see, uh, we'll see how things are going on his show. Um, talking about the show just a little bit, very excited. And the reason so excited about this is because, I mean, it's a lifelong dream, Dubs. Yeah. You know, we talked to the dream doctor earlier. Ever since I was in high school, this is what I wanted to do. This is the type of radio that I've wanted to do. Worked in Texas, worked in Michigan, worked in music radio. Even when you were a kid, you wanted to do gay radio. Yes. That's funny. And I'm living the dream. (laughs) And the dream was to do it five nights a week and to actually be able to earn a living. Are we at the top of our game yet, Dubs? Hell no, no. No, we aren't even close. That's why we're on at 11 at night. That's why we're on in the middle of the night to keep the security guards, the pizza deliverers, you know, those kind of people, the people that work in gas stations, and our friends that are up late at night, you know, on the Internet. We're up to keep you company. Is it going to be a lot of the same stuff? You know, I always wish that I, I had a... Uh... 
video, uh, when I'm playing video games till 3 a.m., I have something to listen to. Because that's my favorite thing, man. I love playing video games and listening to the radio. Yeah. You know? It's the only time I really will listen to the radio. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. And that's why radio to me is so beautiful. Is because you can have it with you wherever. I mean, there are people that are going out, driving out now to have a party, and on their way, they're hanging out in the hideout for a few minutes, just before they get to whatever club they're going to. Yeah, but I go to all the time. It's like, you know, it's like uh, potatoes. It's the perfect site for almost anything. Exactly. Yeah? We're like potatoes. Yeah. We aren't the meat, by any means. We're the side dish. <laughs> um, mm, meat. I know. I'm hungry. I'm starving now. Thanks, Doves. Uh, but with that being said, we're also fun, too, about being on from 11 to 1. We're in Safe Harbor. So, so a lot of more things are open now. We're going to be able to do a lot more of the uh, the fun stuff that we did before. Now, we're not. I don't think we've ever been indecent. There's no, no way we've ever been indecent. We've been borderline. No, I don't even think we've been borderline, to be perfectly honest with you. Not since. Offensive, yes. Indecent, no. However... There are a few games that we couldn't play anymore. Yeah. Things like Screamer Cream, The Device is Right, stuff like that. Stuff that at midnight, to give away some prizes, like this Slurpee prize that we have to give away, stuff like that we'll be able to do. It's not just a Slurpee prize. It's a year of Slurpees. Yes, exactly. A year of Slurpees from 7-Eleven. They got the new, the new flavor. These don't think don't think we're just putting some Slurpee in a cup and handing it to you. <laughs> Sierra Mist. You know? <laughs> How hack would that be? <laughs> We're just giving a Slurpee out. Well, remember we used to give away the autographed item of the week, which we stopped, where we would just basically sign trash and send it to people. I'd rather have the Slurpee. Yeah, you're right. And we're going to start that up, too. That'll be a Thursday night thing, the autographed item of the week. We're bringing that back. Now, speaking of partying, Dubs, let me ask you about this. People are out going out now. We, we just last segment talked about how we went to Dr. Drano's in Arlington on Clarendon Boulevard with me, Bateman, and Sideshow. And I was telling Bateman... I purposely sat there and ate fries and drank water to sober up. So I give myself at least a good hour and a half, two hours, to sober myself up so that if I have to hit the streets, I'm not drunk. You know what I mean? I like to hit the streets and be safe and, you know, go about my business because I'm not a real big believer in drunken driving. Well, did you see the superintendent? I guess uh, I guess it was Alexandria City's superintendent of schools. She I got, didn't hear about this. She got busted. Uh, for I guess it was a DWI, DUI, something like that about two weeks ago, where I guess she'd had a happy hour with some members of the school board, and then she ended up getting busted. So do you think there might have been more of the members of the school board out there tanked? Well, here's the thing, man. I remember being a little kid, and I remember the happy hours with my mom, who was a teacher. Yeah. All the elementary, uh, now I was about to say elementary, thanks to you. Yeah. All the elementary school teachers would get together at like Bennigan's or Fridays. Have a bloomin' onion and a margarita. And, a, and seven margaritas. And then, you know, we'd drive right home. And of course, this was in the 80s. But I know this kind of stuff still goes on now where you have teachers that will get together and they'll go drink and goof on their, you know, goof on the kids. Isn't it so funny about when you're a kid and, like, your dad would be drinking, like, a beer, like a can of beer while he's driving, and you wouldn't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, if you ever saw that, you'd be real tense around it and everything. You'd be like, uh, let me drive, you know. Oh, yeah. I, look, I, I don't condone this at all, but when I went back to Texas, my buddies, their fun thing to do is they don't like to go somewhere and get drunk. You know what I mean? Especially because beer may be expensive. I'll give you an example. This is horrible, and I do not recommend this at all. We are going to the Texas Rangers game. Well, you know whenever you go to a ball game, beer is like eight bucks. Yes. Yeah. So what they would do is they would start drinking on the drive. 
Oh, yeah. So you they, they bust open the 12-pack. And sadly, I know one of you douchebags listening right now it has a beer in your hand because you don't want to pay the $4 or $5 for a beer at Dream. You want to get in your 12-pack of Milwaukee's Best right now on the drive on 66. Well, yeah, I mean, we used to do backroading all the time in Fallerville because there's a whole lot of roads back there where cops don't go down. And, you know, you just drive around, just keep on popping them mm -hmm. until you're, like, for about four or five hours, and then you go home. Well, getting back... So that's the party. You're, the party is driving around drinking. Driving around drinking in the backwoods of Fowlerville, Michigan. But in Texas, your friends are drinking. They're allowed to drink if they aren't driving, right? They're in the car, right? No. no I, don't, I, thought, I don't believe so. I thought that, you know, open in Texas, it was okay. And no, in fact, there's an open container law, so you can't even have an open can anywhere, like in the... And that's the other thing... That, that mustn't change from a while back, because... Now, I'm pretty positive in Texas there's no open container law. You can't do I'm sure most places. Yeah, I thought Texas is one of those very few places where you, your buddy could be driving you and you're, you're drinking in the car. I think we actually moved in uh, to the, uh, the new century. Ah. But I want to commend the Alexandria schools for not firing the superintendent. <laughs> I want to say, right. that, now she was reprimanded. You... It was like a 7 to 1 vote. And she was reprimanded, but I want to congratulate them on not firing her. Why? Because, to me, Alexandra, from what I've heard, she was a great superintendent. From what I heard, schools, like the quality of the school had gone up. You know, and you find so few people in education who are actually good at what they do. The quality of school has gone up. She's good at what she does. And she made a mistake. So she had a little bit too much to drink. To me, that doesn't specifically affect the quality of what she does. So thank you for not firing. You have a twisted world that you live in because this lady is the uh, the uh, role model almost for these kids. This is who they look at for help. And now that they see that she's a was a drunk driver, all this other stuff, she's lost total credibility with the kids. Rightfully so. Well, here's the thing. She set a good example. She set the example of, you know what? I got busted. I'm never going to do this again. People make mistakes. That's bull. She is going to do it again. She's going to kill a kid this time because she's going to leave her office drunk off her ass and speeding through a through a uh, school zone. 866-277-4969. Leaving her in charge of kids is like letting two retards raise a child. Yeah. Hey, hold on a second. First of all, I want to say, how dare you? I think that retarded people should be able to raise children. <laughs> Secondly, I want to... Why? So they have another friend? <laughs> Actually, you know, a lot of times they end up being quote-unquote normal. But that, that was the discussion during the first hour of the whole thing. What I want to say is, she's not even directly in charge of kids. Like, she isn't, like, playing but with she's... kids. She's basically an, an office person or a CEO of a company that, is trying, is... To get the, that is trying to get the school system. She is up. still the figurehead of that of that place. You know what's even worse is I heard when kids are outside of her office, she comes out and yells, dance, monkey, dance. Get out of here. Go answer phones. Just for that, you know, uh, I'm not going to tell you who's on their way. 866-277-4969. I want to commend, because, again, look, here's the thing. If she's in education, if she's in education and she was a kid toucher, then, yes, you fire her because that is directly related to something that she does in her job. But, for making a mistake and having a couple of few, too few to drink and making the dumbass, you know, idea of I'm okay to drive, to me, that doesn't relate to her job performance. To me, 
that means she can still do her job. Being an educator and being a person who molds child's minds is part of her job as well. And if she is saying that this kind of stuff is all right and participating in these kind of acts, she needs to be let go. And why are we going to continue to pretend like this doesn't happen? It's a Friday, it's a Saturday night, every day of the week, people are driving while intoxicated. And it's wrong, and if they if they get caught doing it, there should be uh, reprimandations during, uh, in their, uh, with the law, and in their personal life, and in their professional life. No way. It all ties in together. Look, you get a ticket, okay, you're punished. You go to jail, okay, you get punished. You shouldn't get fired from your job, unless you're a truck driver, or a cab driver. That's directly related to what they do. That I would fire them for. Not if they were an educator. They're they're molding people's minds. That's the whole thing. I had a superintendent in my school, and he beat his wife. Didn't get fired. There's a big story around the Fowlerville community. He didn't get fired. The guy has to come in and watch over, you know, like I uh, give uh, evaluations of new teachers and all this kind of stuff. I was sitting in the class, and uh, we knew... He had to be in that day. He wasn't there yet. One of my friends yells out, where the hell's the wife beater? All right. So, did he work at a homeless shelter? Did he, look you know at, did he did? work at a woman's shelter? You know what happened? From the back classroom? I'm right here. No. He was in the classroom. <laughs> and my friend yelled, hey, where the hell's the wife beater? Oh, my God. That's Fowlerville, though. Mike, well, you're actually in Alexandria. You got any more on this story, or what do you think? No, I just want to chip in and say I think I agree. you got to separate the personal lives and the actions that happen uh, from the professional lives. What, and, uh, what do you do for a living, bro? Uh, I work at a financial uh, commercial yes. lending company. Uh, hold on a second. You do what? Uh, commercial lending. All right, so, like, what exactly is that? Are you, like, a loan? Like, you give out loans and stuff like that? Yeah, I manage loans. Now, see, if this guy was busted for embezzlement or something like that, then obviously he would get fired. But if this guy is drinking too much... Or even a kid toucher. I don't know if you can fire him for that. Can you? Well, you, well, least, you at least got to get him a lot of help. It, it, there's, a lot, there's a lot of uh, gray area in the moral moral aspect of those things, and it, it's hard to make a decision. But and, edu and education falls directly in that gray area. Well, if anything, hopefully it will highlight the importance of education in our society. I mean, it, I think it, it draws an interesting parallel. But to, again, uh, again, here's the point, though. This lady is a good educator who made a mistake. You don't fire a good educator. He has more value in the educational system doing what she does what she does well as, you know, being kicked out and being fired for some mistake that she made in her personal I, life. I say she has Thanks, to start, start from scratch. Prove herself all over again. Start substituting. If you want it that bad, you want your job that bad, start substituting, make it back to the ranks, maybe you won't make that goddamn mistake again. And as a punishment, you got to go to the D.C. school system. Yeah. That's like the jail. Really, almost it is. You gotta go teach there, at that one school where goddamn kids are getting shot every, every day, every week. Sucks. Oh, Ron, what happened to you? We were about to get Ron on, and uh, we lost you. Feel free to hit us back. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. All right, let me give you another example. I kind of draw the drew the parallel earlier. Let's say you got a cab driver, you got a uh, truck driver, someone who drives for a living. Anybody who makes these deliveries, they get busted for a DWI, they get fired. It's directly related to what they do. And However, I think educating is the same way. I'd love to hear from people in Alexandria. I, I, I live in Alexandria. I mean, real people. Yeah, I have. I live in Alexandria. I have no ties to Alexandria, so not people who butcher their cats. <laughs> so sad. So sad what you did to your cat. 
And I, you know what? You know, and you lost that argument by everybody who called in. And let me say this, too. I also want to go along with this way as well for these people. I mean, my dad's a superintendent. He, he has a few. He's a great superintendent. Like, seriously, he's really good at what he does. He's saving a lot of school systems. Then you, if you are in that situation, you have to uh, be aware of uh, what you're doing at all times so and make sure you, your credibility does not get damaged so by the, something stupid you do in your personal life. So the educators aren't allowed to have a good time? And not, not if they're going to be breaking the law when they're doing it. So every educator then sh has to take a cab or has to message? Yes. You're insane. Every person should. If you're an educator, you have a moral obligation to that school to not be busted for those kinds of things that you're telling your kids that are bad. You're insane. Adam, welcome into the hideout. Hi, how we doing? What's First up, off, man? I want to say thanks for being my mashed potatoes on my way to my club in the night. <laughs> you're welcome. Now, as, as, think about it. As a police officer, wouldn't you say that's directly related to your job? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think a cop I think if a cop bus breaks the law, like I think cops are the ones who are probably held to the biggest standard because if they're they're supposed to be upholding the law. So if they break any law, then I think they should be fine. Well, everybody breaks the law. Everybody. Okay, something else to consider, okay? When I was in the military, if a commissioned officer got a DUI, they lost their commission and they were kicked out. Just didn't matter if they had fifteen years in, didn't matter what it was. What if they were a war hero like Carrie? It 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 doesn't matter. If they got a DUI, they got kicked out because they were setting the example. Now the superintendent, she has, she should lose her job. She should lose her job because it's a moral obligation. It is a definite moral obligation. The teachers are looking at her. It's not just the students. The teachers are looking for their conduct. But the teachers do this too. This is what I think is so horrible. And that's and that makes it right because everybody else is doing wrong. That you know, we should just turn our head now. She was out. With, she was out with the school board having the drinks. So dismantle the school board. If a teacher got a DUI, a high school teacher gets a DUI. Most of her students are driving. Okay, and you you don't think that the school board's going to fire her? I don't, I don't think it relates. It does. Thank you for the call, Adam. You're putting children in danger, essentially. 866-277-4969. In the end, you're putting children in danger if you're drinking and driving. You're putting everybody in danger. So you believe no matter what you do, you should be able to be fired for your job if you break the law, even if it's not even related to what it is you do for a living. In, uh, in a, part, in a uh, role that you are, uh, if you have a role that you demand respect from people, and if you lose that respect, you lose everything. And as a superintendent, you need respect from everybody you work with. Example, if it was a stripper. Let's say it's a stripper. If a stripper... I said respect. If There's a... no respect to, involved in that job. If a stripper gets busted for prostitution, that's directly related to what she does. She should be fired. Well, she's going to jail anyway. If a, But she should be fired. But if she gets busted for DWI... Or if she gets busted for stealing, she shouldn't be fired from her stripping job. I'm well, actually, that would probably happen because people do not want to allow thieves working in their place where they, you know, put trust in them. To me, the offense... You put trust in people, and if anybody loses that trust, you lose a lot. And sometimes it's even your job. Larry, welcome into the hideout. You know, uh, I guess I'm from Alexandria. You were looking for Alexandria opinion. Yeah, bro. I have to say that uh, the school board... Uh, I mean, neatly sidestepped the issue. I think the question that ought to be asked, should she have been fired if she'd have killed a family of four when she was driving drunk? And if the answer to that question is yes, 
Well, move it down to uh, should she have been fired if she'd have uh, caused $500,000 worth of property damage in an accident? And then let's ask ourselves, why didn't she have an accident? She was drunk. Was she lucky or a skillful drunk driver? And if she was a skillful drunk driver, how long she's been doing it? These are all great questions, and I say even if she did kill a family. <laughs> what? You know, my, my problem with this entire argument over whether what she did was right or wrong is it bypasses the fact that she drove drunk. When I started driving a motorcycle about 20 years ago, I found out what it meant to, uh, you know, be really responsible for what you do behind <laughs> while you're on the road because there's no room for error on a motorcycle. And uh, that's when I quit drinking even a single beer when I drove. I don't know. Because, uh... I, I, I just... I, I, we're getting some feedback. Thanks for, thanks for the call there. Don't you feel like a dick, have I? No, not at all. Because he broke it down in the most simple terms, and you could not deny that. I'm saying it's not... My thing is it's not related to her job. Example here, I mean... What about us? What if we got busted for DWI or DUI? Should we be fired from the radio station? If we did a program where we were holy rollers and told people what, you know, that to do certain things, then we go out and do the exact opposite, then we would lose our credibility as broadcasters to the people, and we would get fired anyway because no one would listen to us anymore. Limbaugh didn't? Limbaugh hasn't been fired? Because he's... A bomb thrower and people like that are going to listen to that guy no matter what. It does, that doesn't even equate. To me, his, his pill popping doesn't have anything to do with his shtick of being a right-wing guy. To me, it's not related, so it's okay. One final call on this. Mike, welcome into the hideout. Hey. What's up, bro? Hey, she, hey she's an administrator. She's not an educator. That's it true, is, too. She had to be an educator one time, I guarantee it. It doesn't nah, matter. Nah, she's a CEO nah, nah. right now, basically. And anyway, it doesn't matter if she's an educator or not. She demands respect from other people at her job, and she's totally lost that. Well, everybody should have respect at their job. You don't. <laughs> That's true. But in, a, in a school area, it's drug-free. Is alcohol a drug? Yes. No. Of course. And he set an example by, by the, the Reagans just say no and all that crap, but but uh, we're going to let her get away with it. She's an administrator. She can get a job anywhere. All she does is dole out money. All right. Thanks for the call, Mike. I don't think anybody's seen my point. Again, I <laughs> No, because your point is completely off topic almost. My, again, let me reiterate. My no, you don't need to. You've said it enough times. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't. What if there was a CEO of Walmart and they got busted for drinking and driving? Should they be, if should they they lose, be fired? In a, in a, at Walmart, yes. Have you, what? At Walmart, yes, because Walmart is supposed to be the family-oriented place, the uh, the great moral superstore. <laughs> You're so stupid. I'm just telling you how it is. It's not even close to being true. There's no way. I'm breaking it down for you. Brass tacks. Nazis. You've you've proven yourself to be such a Nazi tonight. Why? Between this, I proved myself to be. I proved myself to be right tonight. Between the, the spaying of your cat and the firing for everybody, even if it's not even related to their job. I've I've proved my uh, superiority again. I just, you know what's so funny is that is that I myself, I myself can see this so clearly. It's such. That's why it's scary. It's such tremendous logic. That's why it's scary. Cause but the majority of the country is stupid, just like you. Oh, they just fall into line with the whatever retard thinking you have. No, it, you have the most warped 
logic. Yeah, warp logic. But, it, it, doesn't, it, 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 but it's logic. It ceases to be logic after it's warped. Sometimes logic's a little crazy. <laughs> Sometimes logic... You know what? Hitler thought what well, he was doing was logical, too. And so far, you've proven yourself to be just like him tonight. Yeah. Uh, don't think I didn't hear the jokes too earlier off air. No, don't worry about that. Brian, welcome into the hideout. Final, final call on that. How you guys doing? What's up, bro? I just wanted to point out that George Bush is the president of the United States, and he has a DUI. So, I mean, where's his credibility? He, he doesn't he have any. War. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, I mean, what you do in your personal life shouldn't always affect your job. I mean, in certain situations... It should. It should. I mean, people that are good at stuff, sometimes they get away with it. That's just the way it is. Would you really say he's good at running the country, though? Exactly. <laughs> this t this tells you uh, what kind of people are uh, drinking and driving out there and then get to keep their job anyway. How does he get off scot-free? How does Cheney do it, too? All of them. Everybody is so corrupt but us. Because <laughs> we don't no one's throwing money at us to make us not corrupt. <laughs> or we'd be the most incorrupt bastards in the world. We're going to sell out so fast, you guys got no idea. Um, we're going to take a break, and we're coming back. We're going to say goodbye to our buddy, William, who's moving. And also, too, the ladies from Good Guys have just shown up, and we're going to bring them in after 10. Also, we're going five nights a week starting Monday. Oh, uh, yeah, that's happening, too, five nights a week. So while you're out uh, after happy hour, drinking and driving, uh, go ahead and come on in. Uh, let's go ahead, and uh, I actually um, I go to go to track one. Cause let's let's do this. I, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for a little bit of this. Mandatory. We will no longer be oppressed. L F A S. I don't By the police state mentality. Mandatory Marilyn Manson. Is it gonna be for the last time? Since the last live Saturday night show? It'll be probably the last mandatory one. But we will do some stuff during the week. Yeah. Whatever the case, you got to go out on the high note. Uh, the all-time greatest song. Actually, a little bit of what you're hearing right now. Mandatory Manson inside the hideout. Coming up soon, the beautiful people from Good Guys. Hideout 106.7 WJFK.
real people with fake names and invisible faces create the ultimate in reality radio. The revolution starts with the hideout. 106.7 WGFK. None of those people outside realize how much power is in this one room. Let them hear it. Welcome into the hideout. Welcome, Welcome back, kids. 106.7 WJFK. That's my new thing right now. I call everybody fat kids. Calling everybody the fat kids? Yeah. Hideout, you're on the air. Hey, let's try to keep the Marilyn Manson down in between, you know, commercial breaks. What do you mean? Hello? You're on the air. What happened? Hmm. Trying to keep the Marilyn Manson down. Come on, you got to rock the Marilyn Manson. I'm going to miss that about the Five Night a Week show. Yeah. Not being able to play Manson every night. But he is our out music with the new hit, so that should be all right. Again, the big announcement. Uh, last live Saturday night show from now on will be on from 11 to 1. Me and Dubs, Bateman will be here as well. Uh, hanging out with you, doing the late night thing. Getting into some of the old stuff that we used to do. Who invited him? I know. Again, he warmed his way in. I don't know how that happened. Ugh. It's like high fidelity where we hired him six months ago. We can't get rid of him now. Yeah. It's like seriously one of those things. Would you ever want to fire him? No. Not willing to Postal. End up dead. Gotta wait for him to kill himself. Hey, so anyway, coming up, uh, the ladies from uh, Good Guys and Rev Nine's also here. Hey, I found some razor blades in the back. Hmm. Hmm. We can play later. Interesting trench coat. <laughs> Hideout, you're on the air. Get out of here, Claybolt. Oh, goodness. I thought I'd get a call screener. Well, y'all might not like this question, but what's going to be on this time from now on? Um, Actually, this time, for a little while, we're going to do uh, the Hideout Mixtape. We're going to do some stuff from during the week, for those of you that can't stay up too late. And then we're also going to maybe replay some stuff that wasn't uh, so hackish. Uh, <laughs> from, from our weekend show. <laughs> from the Saturday and, night show. And we'll probably, yeah. Yeah, I see. That would be a good surprise because we uh, we we do look forward to hearing you. Oh, thank you, bro. But, uh, Are you pleasuring yourself right now? <laughs> no, of course I'm not. What the hell made you say that? <laughs> you breathed a little heavy there, buddy. Little, uh, no, did you no, notice no, the guy no, who's just a... because I just got I just stood up. That's all. Oh. Anyways, uh, let me just uh, tell you all right shame. now. Well, you can take this as you will. And Dubs, I've talked to you before. Yeah. They uh, should take your show. Uh, take Ron and Fez. I don't really care what they do with them. They should put you in Ron and Fez's time slot. Well, I don't agree with that. In fact, I'll be honest. Um, and thank you, Don. All right. Um, we love our boys. Yeah. And our boys have been so awesome to us. Ron and Fez have seriously. There's, there's no better friends you could have in the radio business. And it was it was touching to be in here last night and to, you know to have Fezzy give us a hug and Ron give us a and you know it was it was a really cool moment and I I want to thank them. I want to thank the listeners. You know, I mean, seriously, it was really, it was really fun. And uh, you, you get this for that. Because that was uncomfortable. Because we love our boys. Yeah. And honestly, that's the beautiful thing now. We've got a power lineup at night. I mean, because pe- there are a lot of people who are night owls. Yeah. You know, you get I mean, Don and Mike. Then you got to then you got Ron and Fez coming in, and then you got the hideout on from 11 to 1. You fall asleep at the hideout. You wake up in the morning with Howard. That's beautiful. Yeah, you can't really be. I mean, it, it's a. Uh, it, I'm not going to say that the station is going to be all mu- that much better because of us, but it, it definitely is a nice little element, especially for at night. Because you know what sucks when I'm driving home, leaving for after the Ron and Fed show, there's, there's nothing to listen to. I I, I do enjoy Rick Ballou. All right, you like Rick Ballou? I do. I'm not. You know, I I joke 
about him a lot, but I end up listening every night because he talks NFL 365. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if like it's the if it's the finals of the NBA. He's still talking NFL. He kind of love that. Not interested. Fairfax Mike, what's up, brother? Congratulations, fellas. Dude, you, seriously, you are welcome into the hideout anytime. You were great last weekend on the hideout. Hey, thanks. Actually, I heard it otherwise, but that's no, that's either here or there. Congrats. Finally, someone up there has made the right moves. Eleven to one, fantastic, man. Now, who, who, what do you mean? Because uh, Fairfax Mike was in last week. Uh, who told out. you otherwise? Who told you otherwise? Well, I heard some callers, you know, saying otherwise, but, you know, hey, hey there's no reason to bring the show down. You guys are flying high right now. There are always going to be some haters. Hey, I actually want to talk to you off the air. Okay. Because I want to see where you're at in your schooling situation. Because right. there may be some stuff um, that we want to get a hold of you for, okay? Oh, definitely, man. If you guys need some machismo, some muscle, you know, some stupid Petrix, anything, anything except for kids and animals, man. <laughs> yeah, that We'll leave that to dubs. Thank you, Fairfax, Mike. We'll be in touch seriously. All right, guys. See you, well. Let's see if Baloo's on right now. No, uh, it's commercial. Yeah. Well, we'll be doing that. We'll be doing the Rick Baloo updates. Yeah. And if you want, we may need to take a little nap because we're working long-ass days for the first month. Long ass days. So maybe we can check in. You know, it's kind of sad, though. We do this and bring in William, our buddy William, who again is from Domino's, who again who has hooked us up with pizza. Like every weekend consecutively for, I don't know. For like two months yeah. now. We're living off the Domino's. Um, and by the way, I, I'm not just doing this as a plug for them. I had their uh, Philly cheesesteak pizza last night. Mm. Wonderful. How could you afford that? <laughs> what? Why are you doing spending money on that? You can't you can buy me a Red Bull during the week. I got you at half price. What do you want from me? You can't you can hook a brother up. What's up, man? Hey, William. Not much, man. You're leaving us, huh? Yep. Tonight's my last night. And why, why can't you just wait for Saturday and tell me to bring one? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. He could have brought you the Philly cheesesteak. That was good. So you're moving to Florida. Yeah. And you know why this is sad and why this is relatable to everyone? It's because you always get that friend that you make that ends up leaving. Yeah. They always go. And have you ever, like, been the guy who moves? And have you ever, like, you moved, you just, you haven't moved around a lot, have you, Doug? No, I, I, this is, like, the first big move I ever had was a year ago when I moved out here. See, I've moved before. I mean, I didn't live with my family throughout, the, like, the second half of high school. I moved, you know, to Texas Tech, and then I moved up to Michigan. And let me tell you, the most depressed that I've ever been is when I left Texas and went to Michigan. And those first four months where you don't have any friends and you don't have anything, you don't have a job, I swear, I was Bateman-esque. I was ready to hang myself. And what time of the year was it? Summer. Oh, was it summer? It was summertime. Oh, wow. I just because, because I could see in the winter out there being really depressed. No, it was summertime, man, and I was so ready just to... To kill myself because I graduated from Texas Tech University in three years. I'd been in radio for two years. Couldn't get a job. Didn't have any friends. You got a job and friends lined up already, dude? Well, my uh, regional manager said he's going to help me out with getting a job down there at, at Domino's. Domino's, and yeah. I'm moving in with my one of my best friends I've known since I moved to Virginia. See, and that's the good thing. Like for you, Dubs, when I moved out here from Michigan, it was tough. Yeah, you had no one. I had absolutely no one, and luckily I started playing baseball again, and so I was able to make some friends that way. But you moved out. Luckily, your best friend was already here and me. BJ's not here. I thought I was your best friend. <laughs> no. Eh, whatever. Um, but anyway, you had me to lean on. Yeah, yeah, you were great. I mean, I was I was integral, right? Yeah. Yeah, you were good. No, I let you live in my house. Yeah, you did. <laughs> 
That was good. I best friends do that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, best of friends. That's what we are. Uh, Dubs and I, best of friends. And so you're moving in with your best of friend, huh? Yeah, I've known him since about '93. Now, what do you think? Is it better to live in Florida or DC? Uh, Florida because of the weather. DC because it's not it's not a pit. You know. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but Florida's a pit for people who can't make it anywhere else. <laughs> That's true. Well, like also... you, you see, like the invalids move out there, you know. Well, there's also invalids, old people, old people, just <laughs> people who uh, gambled all their money away. All right, I need to go someplace where the taxes are reasonable. You know, <laughs> I, need get, I need to get away from the government, basically. So well, we got the federal tax to pay. <laughs> Orlando, here I got same thing in taxes. No income tax. Um, oh, right there. There's so many loopholes in uh, Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's... But the chicks are the chicks hot down there? Are they crazy? Well, you know, the best thing about it is the spring break chicks. The chicks just come down there. Where are you moving to? What specifically? Um, I'm actually moving to Orlando, but by the end of the year, I'll be out in St. Pete. Really? What about Miami? Miami seems like a hole. Nah, I've been. I've only. I only went there when I was going through on a cruise. Ugh, just driving through that city disgusted me. Yeah. You know, I don't really like Cubans. So it was one of those things. And, I, and this is El Jefe saying that. I'm not racist or anything, but I lived with a Cuban family for three years. Not interested? Yes, I'm about Cubans. They like, I don't know, they think that they're better than all the rest of us Latinos. They are. No. Let's face it. Let's they, face get, it they... they get a free pass because if they make it here, they're not shot by the Border Patrol. Exactly. They get citizenship. They, they should. And then you get the Puerto Ricans who already have the citizenship, so they really kind of think they're the top. But they're not as bold as the, the Cubans are. And then here you have the humble Mexicans, the humble Chicanos like myself, who are here just trying to make a living. We're not taking your jobs. You took mine. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Yeah, so I'm, I'm living proof that it can happen. I'm not saying that all Mexicans come over here and take jobs, but half they took mine before, so. Infinitely more talented. No. That's the thing, though. No. Again, the humble man. E-O-E. Stop. That's why. That's the only reason you got hired. I want you to know that. Why do you think we got the hideout? Chili told me. <laughs> why do you think we got the hideout? That's great, though. You know, whatever. Yeah, whatever gets it done. It's working out. Kevin walked him into the hideout. Yeah, what's up, fellas? What's up, bro? Yeah, I wanted to say congratulations on the new time slot, you know what I'm saying? Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. You, uh, you gonna be up late night hanging out with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like waiting until Saturday all the time. Cool that y'all on every day now. Cool, man. Yeah. What do you what do you uh, what do you do during the week? Uh, oh, <laughs> I work at Giant, man. Do you? Hey, there's nothing stock wrong up with that. Produce, stock up them bananas, you know. You know what? In fact, congratulations, man, on your uh, on you guys just getting the whole union thing straightened out. For sure. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Cause I'm a big union guy, and I'm glad everything got straightened. Which Giant are you working at? I'm at the one. Uh, uh, I'm down here in Tacoma Park. Okay. So that's over my hood. Piney Branch Road. Hey, let me ask you this: Is there is there a lot of sex going on between like the produce people and like the checkout people? Yeah, man, we got some of them fine Latina chicks, some of uh, the cashiers. Ooh, we. Remember, Dubs? I, I I got a I got a giant over in Silver Spring where I am, and um, there's this chick that's there, and this chick, I look at her. And she is so hot. Remember, Dubs, when yeah. we would go over there and we would see her? Yeah, she is hot, but she she has something wrong with her nose, but the rest of it is good. I wonder if, like, it's like, do you guys, like, find a place, like, back in the back and maybe get behind some boxes and stuff? And you know work what? Out? You know what you should do? Go over there, get her a new beak, 
I guarantee she'd be all over you. I, I like her nose. I no. dig that. You work the you work the late night hours, Kevin, because I know you produce guys, or at least the stalkers are usually there pretty late. Uh, I'm actually up in there real early. You oh, know, really? Man, right before everybody comes in. You make good money doing that? Nope. Really? <laughs> what do you want to do in life? I'm I'm actually I'm probably gonna get into the military. Really? You know well, good Just for you, man. Some of that money. Yeah. It's whatever, man. All but right. I'm All happy right. to see y'all coming out. Uh, Eleven to one and everything. I'll be listening to y'all. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. Right, Five thousand, man. Five thousand, and good luck if you go that military route. That's so sad. You look at that stuff going on too. I don't want to bog down the the weekend show with that. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit during the week. You see that whole layout in USA Today? All the people, all the Americans killed in April over in Iraq. Did you watch that last night? Um, I didn't see the thing on Nightline. I watched it. How 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 depressing was it? It was crazy. Like some of the pictures were of the guy like holding his kid and stuff. Oh. It was just it was heartbreaking. And you look at that stuff and it's just like, what are we doing? What are we seriously? What are we doing? What, how, how are we gonna get out? Maybe these are some questions we'll answer during the week. Actually, I I agree with O'Reilly on how to get out. Really? What yeah. did O'Reilly say? O'Reilly said, uh, pay off the clergy because they're the ones that are telling uh, everybody in Iraq how bad we are. Pay them off to talk nice about us. Our guys stop getting killed, and then we can just slowly back out. But what's sad is that's the same thing that's been going on anyway. That's the same thing that's been going on, like, forever. You have these insurgents. They're the ones that are, you know, knocking people out. We good on their side. We give them the money. We give them the power. And then they end up being bin Laden, or they end up being Saddam. It's just a cycle, man. And yeah. Well, yeah. When you get yourself into this, you can't get yourself out. Well, there's no way out now. You know, we've we've we're in deep quagmire. I don't even know what that means, but I just hear people saying <laughs> yeah, that the quagmire. <laughs> what is? It sounds like a Looney Tune. I think of a duck. Yeah. <laughs> this is the great analyzing that you're gonna get <laughs> all week long. Go ahead, William. Here's an idea. Iraq, State 51. Yeah, well, trust me, that's what they're all worried about. That, that's what we're hoping for. I Cheap oil. <laughs> for real. I'd rather Iraq than Cuba. <laughs> really? Or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's almost there. Let me ask you this. Why can't we just make Mexico one of the states? Just call it old Mexico. Then you Basically, it is already. Call it Mexico. Keep yeah, it Mexico. We're just keeping Mexico. Hey. Texas South. <laughs> Telling me you wouldn't be interested in having Mexico? Yeah, is it? A... It's basically already is. Yeah, but let's make it official already. No. No. Why do you keep wanting to hold and hold people with brown skin down? Because I'm white. Uh, and there's, a, there's no other reason because I'm white. Douche chill. Okay, that could be the answer. Let's uh, let's take our break. Let's come back. We got a Matt Albert thing we need to discuss. Rev9, Rev9music.com. The girls from Good Guys are here. Goodguysclub.com. If we have the game, we'll be able to get to it, and William's going to hang out for the rest of the night. When are you leaving for Florida? Is that tonight? Yeah, um, basically about 11 o'clock. Wow, man. <laughs> right at the end of the show, I'm heading home, grabbing one or two more things, and I'm heading on 95 down south. Beers? Keep yourself awake? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you were talking about the DUI thing earlier. <laughs> Is that what you're running from? <laughs> This is a hideout. Number four for you. <laughs> JFK. It's the hideout. Yeah. Messages. 
Hey, what's up? Uh, I just got out of the studio. I'm trying to give you a call to see if we're still on for the night. So, uh, call me back and we'll see if we can get nine popping. I call me. Hey, what's going on? Just calling to make sure that we're still doing that thing tonight. Make sure you ain't forgot about me. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you give me a call. Eight o'clock, give me a call. Peace. Hey, what's going on? It's like quarter after eight, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting a little worried. Maybe you're about to stand me up or some You need to let me know what the f going on or something. God bless. It's freezing out here. Give me a f call. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's me again. It's 930. What the f going on? I thought we said we were f doing something. Call me back. All right. Peace. Bye. Whatever the f Hey, look, if you don't want to hang out with me, that's fine. But at least have the f common decency to give someone a call, all right? Just call me. All right. Bye. Take care of your Fade and dub, the best of friends, together forever on the hideout. The hideout. Well, look, I've got a little proposition for you. LFA, I will pay you $1 million to sleep with your friend here. G-Dubs. $1 million, one night, cash. Just throw that out. You two, mull it over. Get back to me. I swear to God, I'm really uncomfortable now. Specializing in homoerotic humor, The Hideouts, LFA and J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFA. Hello! Ironically, play that one as the strippers are going to be coming in there in this hour. Uh, you know it's going to turn gay, <laughs> no matter what. You're right. Somehow it will. Welcome into The Hideout. The last live Saturday night hour for the hideout. Wow. Feels good. Four hours, three hours flew by. Can you imagine two hours a night? Oh. Monday through Friday? I, I was thinking about that at nine. Like, we'd be ending right now. It's going to be crazy. And no way. We, we're we're going to get frustrated. I'll tell you this, too, though. Occasionally, and I'll have to clear this with Cameron. I don't think he's going to have a problem. We'll go over. Like on a Thursday or a Friday, just depending on how we're feeling and how things are going. You know, we'll throw that out. But uh, again, too, you know, give us a call, Cameron. Tell us that's all right. You'll uh, you'll have fight. Even come in if you want, Cameron. Yeah. We do want to thank you because there's been no bigger supporter of the hideout, probably to a fault, but whatever. Other than Beasy. Yeah, Beasy's Be been a little bit bigger. He was, but, you know, he was epic in making this happen. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Hey, uh, thanks to Dave Joy too. He uh, called. Me at home and and uh, congratulated us. Oh, cool! Everybody around the station's been really nice yeah. about it. They, they feel like it's almost a turning point where, you know, bring the fun back. You know, not that the fun's necessarily been missing. You know, but even uh, it, something like this can inject a little, you know, a little um, adrenaline to a station. You know, a new show is just exciting. It's fun. What's up, bro? Cutting Rick Ballou off is one thing, but I draw the line to Kevin Wheeler. <laughs> Hey, he's a local Michigan boy. I can't. I, oh, I can't. Hey, you know what? Come here for a second, Cam. He had me so scared yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing some stuff right now with the Don and Mike show, some yeah. behind the scenes kind of stuff. And he calls me in call screen, and uh, I, he's like, "Get in Alan's office now!" And I'm like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> um, so I go in there, and he, he's like, "Get in here!" And he shuts the door on me. I'm like, "Oh, jeez." And Alan's on the phone. He's like, I can't even talk to you right now. I'm, 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 just wait for Alan to be done. 
And so he's I'm a thinking, bastard. He loves to do this kind of and stuff. So I'm thinking, what did I do? Christ Almighty, what did I do? Was it Fairy Lady? Was it Matt Albert? No, you said something about a, a car dealership too. Oh yeah, and then Don and Mike had had something in the first break, and I was like, I can't get in trouble for that, can I? I didn't do anything. And then, and then as it turns out, you know, they gave the announcement, the official. You know, heave ho of congratulations. You know, five nights starting at eleven, and it was the, so the it was funny. The funniest thing that day was we had a couple of people just coming up and just giving us a wink, saying, "Hey, we know." Yeah, congratulations. A little handshake here and there. I guess word had gotten out. We we're like, "Huh? What the hell's going on?" But um, it was so it was like kind of interesting because uh, then he and Alan like hugged me at the same time. Well, you, guys got, you guys got hugs? And so it was like, it was dickhead. It wasn't at the same time. <laughs> I didn't get a hug. And so it was like, it were, the, the doors closed in Alan's <laughs> office, and it's me, Alan, and Cam, <laughs> like, you know, hugging each other. Douche chill. It was just really. I recall not hugging you. It was just real. I recall hugging. not hugging you. Hey, whatever, bro. Would you like to stay on Saturday nights? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so out of here. <laughs> me too. Hey, can we announce what's going to be on at this time? Next Saturday? This. Oh, it is? okay. Yes. All right, cool. Mixtapes. Mixtapes. Hideout mixtapes. Till further notice. Okay, fair enough. All right, bro. You're looking good. I'm looking good, feeling good. Love that guy. So anyway, there sexy. it is. Completely sexy. And amazingly, we got a whole bunch of stuff we didn't get to tonight, so we'll just hold it over till Monday. We'll get to you. Show's done. <laughs> First week of shows are finished. Put it in the books. Including the 7-Eleven Slurpees for a year. We're going to give you that as well. We'll, we'll tonight... No, we'll do that on Monday. Okay. We'll start that Monday for all of our friends. But we got so much to get to now. Let's bring in our buddies. Um, the official local band of the hideout. You can find them at Rev the number nine, Rev Nine Music dot com. Welcome in Todd and all our other friends from Rev Nine. Where are the boys at? Come on in. Make this happen already. Ah, look at them, rock stars. Look at the rock stars coming in. Oh, my God. There they are. In all their glory. What's up, fellas? Get on the mic. Hey, we got some uh, music by them. Want to call? That's not it. <laughs> Where's the music? Yeah, I want to hear the Rev9 music. For those of you that are, that are fans of the, of the band. No, this, is the, this is the new song. Nice producing. <laughs> I had a, here we go. Here's my list. You got the new one? I, well, I want to hear you guys. Is this you guys? Oh, man. Is this Rev9? This rocks, guys. This is good stuff. Well, we'll be on um, MTV Crib soon. <laughs> Give it about six months. This, that's hooky. I like it. More, more hooks than that. Well, I was trying to say more hooks than a tackle box. It's a, it's a little poppy than I thought. Well, well, well we're trying to, to be the real rock star. See, Todd looks like, you know, Benji from Good Charlotte, and he refuses to change his look, but um, so he gets mad when I say that. Well, I just thought this is doing so well for him. Actually, this is a song uh, that I do. <laughs> Who's this? It's a good show. <laughs> I mean, it's Rev 9. Good 9. Welcome back into the hideout, guys. How you guys doing? Good to see you again. Yeah, okay. So, okay. all right, here's the thing. We first, uh, Todd knows Tommy. Um, I guess they're friends from a long time ago. They came Actually, in, I met him last week. No, uh, they came in on the birthday show, threw one hell of a birthday party for me. And last time we talked to you... <laughs> You were missing out. You you guys hadn't performed live in what? How, how long? Since Halloween. Since Halloween? Yeah. Uh, could you really still call yourself a band? Uh, okay. Or you're more of a group of friends. We just hang out and 
that's what the hideout is. We're on a radio show. <laughs> yeah, it's not even really a radio show. But at that time, you were looking for a bassist and a drummer. Yes, sir. So where are you now? Because this was back in February. Yeah. And you hadn't performed since October. <laughs> well, we actually lost another guitarist. This is like our show. This is the musical version of the hideout. Because this is why we love Rev 9, because we're constantly running people out of our show, too. Now, let me ask you, do you lose them because you do stuff like this to them? Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. <laughs> That's how we keep losing people by picking on them. How do you guys do uh, Actually, they hate me. Yeah, Todd? Yeah. You're front man, right? Um, I try to be. How do you do it? Now, for people that don't know the Rev9 music, it doesn't sound like good Charlotte. You just look like the dude. Yeah. Is this one? <laughs> do you actually have a Rev9 song for real? Yeah. I, enough of the good Charlotte bit. That only yeah, works if yeah. you can look at Todd. Right. This is Rev9. It only, only works. Right, that way. Keep that one underneath us. So what is the sound? I, uh, what? Huh? What's the sound like? Our our music? Yeah. Uh, it really hasn't changed. Or what? what? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's, uh, it's it's heavy melodic type stuff or whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. Influences are Glassjaw, obviously, and Tool and Deftones. And old Deftones. Old Deftones. Yeah, we dig the Tool and Deftones. No, actually, we uh, we we uh, gained a drummer. Oh really? Yeah. Hello. He's a, he's a new drummer. What's your name? Aaron. Aaron, man, congratulations. What did you do before you joined Rev Nine? I was in another band called Click out of Baltimore. Bring it down and bring him up. Yeah. Up and get right on top of the mic. Yeah, drummers aren't usually used to being on the mic. No, definitely not. I shouldn't be really. <laughs> um. So how'd you how'd you hook up with Aaron here? Uh, actually, um, he called us uh through a friend or whatnot, and I started talking to him, and we had actually a drummer from. New Jersey, who was coming down and stuff like that, and it looked like it was it was going pretty well. And I talked to Aaron and kind of felt him out a little bit. Um, kind felt of, him up? Kind of, well, yeah, that too. The later, really. Yeah. Well, I tried to, you know. Um, uh, he, he he was kind of concerned about the heaviness and whatnot, and I was kind of like, well, you know, this, we are heavy, but we also sing and do all kind of stuff for the for the ladies. Because here's the thing that I like. I dig hard rock bands with dudes who can actually sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, guys like... When they, when they want to, they can actually, you know, exactly. hit some notes. That's why I dig Tool in a perfect circle so much. To me, Maynard is just amazing because it's hard rock and he can actually hold a note. You know who else is an amazing singer is uh, David Draymond from Disturbed. If you've ever seen that guy live, he's an amazing singer. And who else is there? Um, that's really about it when you think of, like, hard rock. You like Corey Taylor, right? Slipknot, because yeah, he can actually has, hold a tune. He can hold a tune. So can, uh, so can, uh, uh, Deftones, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chino. Chino, yeah. So can you hold a tune? You got a musical background or what, Todd? Uh, I sing in the shower. But not. <laughs> I, think I, I, mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, 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 went, I went to military school and I was, I, was I, see the, it worked I was the only one who wanted to take voice lessons, so they all made fun of me. And Mo. When the, yeah. So, uh, and then the, it didn't last long. I probably, did, I probably did about like three voice lessons, and then I was like, you know what? This is not going to work. So I just sing in the shower. Now, what do, I, I'm sorry, I forgot. What do you do? What's your name? You get the long goatee. You're probably the only guy in America that's got a goatee longer than mine. <laughs> I'm Danny. I play guitar. Oh, that's right. Danny, guitar. So right now, this is Rev9. you got a lead singer, guitarist, and... Uh, Two guitars. Two guitars. Yeah, Nadine can't make it tonight because he's working. So. Right, so how many people do you need in the band? It seems like... We need one more. We just need a bass player. A bass player. That's all. I mean, we've had a lot of uh, good musicians come out and stuff like that, but uh, obviously it's not the feel. When Aaron came out, it just clicked. Really? Like, how do you know? How do you know when it just clicks? 
I just it's, it's just, you know, when, you, when you're jamming out or whatnot with someone and it just you, you can read each other's minds and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, you know. It's, you just feel it, you know. So it's, uh, it definitely worked we, out really well. We know how it doesn't click, you know. Yeah. So we, we're just waiting to find the thing that does click. Exactly. Dubs and I are... We, have, we haven't felt the click yet. Proof positive of what happens if... But, but hey, you guys are doing a heck of a job. Thank you so much. Not clicking. I'm so envious of you guys <laughs> because I so wish I was a rock star, man. That's just because we got the good, good, the good guys girls outside. Yeah, that's, them too, uh, but you uh, know... That's what it is. I mean, it's cool. But right. Seriously, <laughs> five nights a week, whatever, I'd give it all up to be a, to be a front man in a band. To me, um, that's got to be the best gig ever. What kind of, it kind of sucks when your girlfriend has to support you. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, dog. To me, you got to the choir over here. You got it best, man. You got a hot stripper chick who supports you, and you got a band. Because then, then, then you're theirs. You know what I mean? Then you have to. It's like you're in high school. Everything. <laughs> How is it? You're dating one of the chicks from Good Guys. See, yeah. That's the other thing, too. He's in a local band that hadn't performed since October. <laughs> He's dating one of the hottest chicks in D.C. What's that about? How's that happen? Actually, it's very, uh, very, very well. When are you guys getting married, you and Olivia? Uh... <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you propose to her now? Um, As she gives well, me a lap dance. Well, <laughs> I would, you know, As we do appropriate, some, right? It would be appropriate. Some like, hey, talk. So, seriously, uh, actually, we're, we're put your ring on her finger. We're 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 moving. Uh, we're I moving. I tell you in what, together. I got a ring holder. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> she can take it off. Uh, we're moving in together. Really? Yeah. Taking the next step. Yeah. Huh? Why? Well, because I, I I got uh, kicked out of my apartment and um, and I started. She was like, you know, you have to stay with me because she wasn't gonna sleep on the couch on my buddy's couch, you know. So she's like, stay with me, and we just been, you know, together for a couple months, you know. And, and I was like, hey, we're gonna get a by moving play. in. Is that she pays the rent and you just sleep it? I hang out and, and play Nintendo. Yes. So, thank you. Thank you for bringing that out. You know Appreciate what, though, we're all the same, though. I mean, that's what we do. This radio thing. We just play video games during the day. Yep. Just come in here and this talk. Is man, about, right? actually, these two guys are video kings. No, I'm not playing video think. games anymore. <laughs> I'm addicted. Really? Yeah. So what I, do you play, Aaron? So come to all day, every day. See, I'm more into the sports games. I just picked up the new Hitman yesterday. I don't know if you can tell I'm a bit of an athlete. So <laughs> actually, yeah, I can see the frame. You look like a bowler. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dub's got the new Hitman from here. Yeah. How is it? It's good. It's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Does that mean you're giving it to me Tuesday? Because I'm trading in for a better one. <laughs> no, man, give it to me. Don't go sell it. I got a question, man. What happened to your hair? Yeah. What happened? What happened, bro? All right, here's the story. I had the locks going, and it was, you know. I got cancer about uh, two months ago. I've been going through chemo. I'm sorry, man. You can see I've lost a little weight, too. Yeah. And I'm feeling great now. I'm off the uh, off the meds, and I'm okay. Oh. Actually, Dubs uh, whooped my ass. Okay. We had a bet going, and he whooped my ass. It was a hair versus tattoo match for the naming rights of the show, and Dubs pummeled me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how Freudian was that? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. What were you thinking about? <laughs> what were you thinking about, buddy? <laughs> Somehow, the... <laughs> he says, yeah, the D's are loving it. <laughs> I meant the chicks are digging uh, it. Okay. So, Dubs, what's up, man? <laughs> so I, I think you just Should we bring hurt. the ladies in now? Just kind of, you know, see if, uh... Douche chill. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, well, show's over. <laughs> oh, Freudian. You know what, honestly, though. So, how are the chicks? The chicks are digging, digging it. it. Thank you. 
That was uncomfortable. <laughs> not what's not what's digging you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so how do people get in touch with you if they want to be part of Rev Nine? Well, what does Rev Nine have going on in the future? Because we wanted you guys to play our show at Tequila Beach, but you didn't have a bassist or a drummer. So yeah. It's, I, I don't, like I said, we're, we're looking for a... <laughs> Is there any rush? Because you really don't seem like you... Are you are you just going to take a whole year off? Are you writing? Well, you know what? We're, we're going we're gonna to take some time off. As long, I mean, we're still writing. I mean, we definitely have the main characters in, in the band to, to do the writing. So, we're. I mean, we got a bunch of songs, new songs that we're doing. It's just that before we play out live, we're missing that link, you know? And um, we're, we're trying out... And you, you go on the uh, Rev9Music.com. You can uh, contact uh, any of us at uh, booking at rev9music.com. There are songs on the website that we want any bass players who are, you know, into the music or whatnot and into definitely going on tours and, and doing warp tours and stuff like that. Um, Cause you guys already are established. I mean, people know the name Rev Nine locally, right? Yeah, we've done we've done pretty well for. I mean, we've been around for about five years, so we're doing pretty. I mean, we've done pretty well. A couple hundred kids at clubs and stuff like that. And we've done. We've been on national tours and stuff like that, so... God damn, I want to be a rock star, dude. I'm not even kidding. You're, can I, you I play bass? All. <laughs> you kidding me? I can't even dance. Can you mock it? <laughs> he looks like a bass, doesn't he? I do, man. I look... I think I got the rock look. Yes, can't, no, Aaron. You definitely have the rock. We could put a bass on you and just, and, and just do that. Just don't even plug it in? Yeah. And that's that'd be the great thing. I don't plug it in and I'm just sitting there... Playing it like Fleetwood or whatever, <laughs> whatever. As long as you play it just like that, I mean, whatever you're supposed to do, <laughs> you know. But no, uh, just, uh, you don't have to be a musician to be a rock star. Yeah, right. Exactly. You don't need talent. God damn, I think I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Who needs five nights a week? Just that email us at uh, booking at remnantmusic.com and we'll uh, we'll, look, we'll have you, to come out and look for a uh, look for an email from JFK Hideout today. Uh, <laughs> that's probably gonna happen. <laughs> All right, so get in touch with the band if you want to. What else is going on in lives? Every how uh, how about you, Aaron? I mean, we talked to these guys a little bit about their love lives. You were up in Baltimore. Yeah, I was uh, up in Baltimore. I moved down here. Uh, uh, how was the groupie love in Baltimore? Were you, what kind of a band were you in? Were, do you pull groupies? Are there local groupies? <laughs> yes, there's lots of groupies. Seriously? Definitely lots. That's of why you want to do it, Dubs. That's why you want to be in a rock band for the groupies. But are they of age usually or? Does it um, really matter? When you're really drunk. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's like radio again. Uh, it doesn't really matter. All right, boys, here's what we're going to do. I know one of your big influences is uh, Maynard. I think you told me that already. Yeah. So what I want to do is I'll, I'm going to see a perfect circle tomorrow. Right on. <laughs> so excited going to the Patriot Center tomorrow night to see a perfect circle play. And from what I hear, they got like a, a midget kiss tribute band playing. What's <laughs> up, baby? Oh, yeah. Did you hear what you said about me? It's all true. I want to sleep with Hefe. I want to sleep with Hefe. <laughs> Stacy from the Stacy Show is here. I heard there was a band in house. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Stacy has this whole thing going on with her show. Well, you want to be groupies, right? We want to be groupies. We'll be your groupies. Now, here's the thing, though. These guys got to play a gig first. And we don't have to talk about that. And, I mean, and that hasn't happened in eight months. We but to be on the ground floor. <laughs> all right, but yeah, that way you can say you were there initially when it all started. Um, I want to sleep with Hefe. Oh, it's music to my ears. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play The Outsider. I don't think this song is getting enough run on DC 101. I don't think it's getting enough run on HFS. Just like Rev 9 isn't getting played enough. Um, and this is the other thing too about this song. Is he in this bill? Is he in here? Oh, which one? Bateman. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, this song specifically, I think Maynard wrote this song for Bateman. 
to listen to the words, baby. Nobody else is going to get this probably than, uh, than me. Why is he so hateful? I don't know. Do, you try hang out with douchebags like him who make stuff up and lie. You know about this kid? What's his issue, man? Hey, man, you know I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I don't. I don't know, man. I, actually, I've known him for a week and uh, don't really. Uh, and you're annoyed already, like us, huh? Well, he's just kind of, you know, he's, he's mean. He's hateful. Thanks for stopping in, Benji. We'll see you later. Right, there it is. <laughs> uh, that's a good Charlotte joke for the radio. Um, here we go. It's the Outsider. It's a perfect circle from their latest, and uh, we'll come back more with Rev Nine coming back. With the girls from Good Guys, goodguysclub.com. See you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Here's a perfect circle on JFK.
circle. Uh, the Outsider, written by Maynard to Tommy Bateman. <laughs> um, specifically the line. What's the line? Um, uh -huh. I know I didn't study it last night. What's your rush? Everyone will have his day to die. What are you ready to hang yourself for? Ready to hang you, loser. Uh, 866-277-4969. Hey, how's uh, the suntan in your bald head? Again, the ba uh, the band Rev9, Rev9music.com, official local uh, band of the hideout, is here uh, looking for a bassist. So go to Rev9music.com if you think you got the skills to be with a band that's already been on the Warp Tour. That's gearing up. 04 is the year for Rev9. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm serious. 04 is the year of the hideout. Is the official band of the hideout. I think this is your year. We got contacts too. This is the thing. All right, let's get on with it. Hold on a no second. Cares. This is what the great thing is about making friends with us. We got buddies at rock stations all over the nation. So just get that get that album ready, and we'll definitely send it like you know with a special note. Give these guys a listen. They're good dudes. So as of right now, we're uh, like I said. Okay, we're... so now they got great. <laughs> <laughs> they got hot on the girls. They got hot chicks too, as it turns out. Oh no, what were you going to say? Go ahead, Todd. All right. But, um, actually, we were talking so. Um, uh, Danny, can we talk about what your chick does? Yeah, no, that's cool. See, his chick never gets to come around and hang out because she's like some high-security, top-secret <laughs> clearance lady at the Pentagon, which is so cool, too. Does she ever take you to, like, functions and stuff with Rumsfeld? No, no, no. Well, no, it's, it's, she's, like, subcontracting through, like, government contracting and stuff like that, so she works for off companies and stuff, but she's in D.C., and she's also working at, like, Ashburn and stuff like that. But a lot of times, like... As I go hang out with Todd and his girls and stuff like that, it's like she can never really hang out. Just his, his girl, his girl, not girls, girl. But did what I say, girl. my girls? Yeah, you said yeah. girls. Danny's dating Condoleezza I probably said Rice. your girls and my girl. <laughs> yeah, Danny's the Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Uh, how's the gap? That looks sexy. Um, we got, thank you for laughing at there. And the one who knows. Uh, Aaron, as it turns out, you're dating a stripper too, right? You going to yeah. talk about this or no? Uh, not really. Okay, well, we won't bring it up. That's cool. But uh, we hear you got you got hot chicks rolling around as well. And then, and then Todd here, too, who is about to move in with a chick, one of the main featured dancers. And I believe it is. got to flip it upside down, Bateman. It, um, oh, wait. <laughs> After the last segment. Um, uh, you're dating. Let's bring in the girls. Your girl's Olivia. Good guys. That's the, uh, the, the strip club on, what is it, Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. What's the address? I don't know. I just know how to get there. I know, I went there the other night. <laughs> hey, you guys were supposed to show up uh, last night? Well, Bateman, what happened, man? Bateman started like being a bitch last night and crying. No, 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 no. We even said, hey, let's go. And you're like, no, I don't want to go. Bateman was like, you know, you don't pay enough attention to me. liar. You don't pay enough attention. And when are you going to start? You were the one that invited yourself to come out with me last for night. Lunch. And then you're like, no, we're not going to go. Blah, blah, blah. I want to go look for love. Uh, I love how it's a restaurant. Good Guys Restaurant, 2311 Wisconsin Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C. Really easy to... What happened? Who took down my... Uh... I bet Wendell's back there messing around. Ah, there they are. Oh, look at them. A, li... A round of applause, please. Come on. Olivia and Brooke from Good Guys. Hold on a second. Let's move this. Sorry, Aaron. We don't need to hear you talk. I got to, I got to get a view. What's up, ladies? Hi. How are you? Um, so sad that our other girls couldn't come. What happened? Um, they all had to work, so they're going to be calling us in a couple minutes. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So how is work? How are, how are things over at Good Guys? 
Um, okay, first, all right, let's set the scene. Mm. <laughs> all right, so we got the dudes from Rev9 here. It's not really important. Rev9music.com, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> Otherwise, it's goodguysclub.com. Oh, I noticed that Brooke's on the website, but she's got her face turned, so nobody can really see it. That's all right, though, because you get to see the body. I heard there was pizza in here. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. Here's the backstory. Can I throw it at you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, that may end up happening because we have a bet to settle. Just set your face right here so I can... <laughs> Fling it. Fling it. Can you catch? Come on, catch. Come on. I'll throw it softly. It's the stupid stripper trick that we have going. <laughs> and pepperoni in my hair. That's not going to be all. Um, so anyway, whoa, what happened? Pretend like it's pert. <laughs> Rub it in like conditioner. Rinse and then I'll repeat. <laughs> About, you know, two hours later. Um, so for my birthday show, the ladies came in. We had a great birthday party. And... In fact, my family doves got a hold of that show somehow on the yeah. illegal underground, and um, like my like my aunts and uncles all heard that specific segment uh. with the ladies from Good Guys, <laughs> and they were like so disturbed and like, "What the hell are you doing in D.C.? And you're the reason the FCC is cracking down." And they were just disgusted with me when I went back to Texas. But we had the ladies in, and what happened was the ladies were like. <laughs> So funny. Brooke's not even interested. She loves food. She don't care about anything else. Well, that actually was what made that segment great last time you guys were here. Fried chicken. Because Matt Albert was uh, here, and Matt Albert had brought in some fried chicken for my birthday. I heard some weird rumors about Matt. Did you hear those too? We'll get to those in a second. I'm already disgusted. Matt Albert brought in, uh, (laughs) brought that, brought the chicken in. And so then Brooke gave Matt Albert a lap dance while feeding him fried chicken. And I swear to Christ, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. I was hoping he was going to come tonight. I brought him grape soda so we can do the same thing with grape soda. Why would you say that? I did. I swear to God, I brought grape soda. Why would you be racial like that, though? We already did fried chicken. Let's go the whole nine. Right, we go. Listen to him. And this is what I got to deal with. This is how uncomfortable it is being a minority in the hideout when you got J Dubs around. Mm. So how is work? What's going on with work? Um. Well. I mean, seriously, you we make have a big th- amateur contest coming up yeah. on May eighth and first. No, 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 May fourth, Tuesday. Whatever. May fourth, Tuesday. <laughs> so amateurs could go in and make money, or yeah, what? first prize is a thousand dollars. I'm going in there. Do you remember amateur nights? Oh yeah. Or, you got a funny story about amateur night, don't you? Which one? Give me a couple. You got one in okay. one in particular underage. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, speaking of my superintendent from earlier, uh, we were eighteen. We were uh, the uh, like the VIP members of the club. You know, you know the guys. <laughs> we're there all the time. They're all the time, dropping hundreds of dollars. You'd be night. called a regular now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, <laughs> but we had the VIP card and everything. We were members. <laughs> so no one even checked us at the door anymore. And we brought a girl with us, the superintendent's daughter with us one night, but she was only 16. But they didn't card her, so they let her in. And the the rest of the strippers up there get her to dance for amateur night as well. So she was 16 years old, the superintendent's daughter dancing at the, the VU. And is this the same superintendent, superintendent that was beating his wife? Yep. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yep. It, all, it also comes around full circle. Wow. All right, that's fun. What's what's some of the backstory? What goes on at these clubs? We uh, talked about this a little bit last time. Well, I I, I want to know 
who gets more who gets laid more at the club? Is it the bouncer? Is it the DJ? Is it the bartender? It, well, who has the, the who has the most sex with the actual strippers? I have to say, as of right now, I'd have to say it's probably the bouncers. Do you agree? That's like yeah. the latest. And what all the bouncers do? They prey on the 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 youngest, newest girl that comes in. How old do you got to be to dance? Eighteen. Oh, it's beautiful. Why don't they lower it to sixteen? Yeah. Like in Michigan. Well. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scares me. Well, supposedly, they're letting 18-year-olds into good guys now. Whoa. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Well, because we're a restaurant, like you said. Oh, that's right. So, um, we're a family restaurant. I remember when I, I went, I had the prime so rib. Grandma and your little cousin. <laughs> now, now Bayman can get in. Yeah. <laughs> Even people under 5'5 five five can get in now. Now, well, supposedly, it's always been a DC thing that you're allowed to be. I didn't DC. say that, dude. But Dodge people it. over 300 pounds can't get in. <laughs> Who's that targeted toward? You, bald boy. All right, whatever. Not interesting. Not. <laughs> Go away. Tommy's bitter right now. <laughs> so anyway, but um, so here's yeah. The thing. So supposedly it's always been allowed, like anybody 18 can come in, but it was by our like preference, the club preference. But now um, I'm not too happy about it because I don't think 18 year olds are gonna tip very well. Oh, trust me, they have no other thing to spend it on. Well, I was there. Yeah, seriously, if I were you, because they're not used to they're not used to even getting attention with from chicks. Exactly. And you know what? They they have no concept of what money is. Uh-huh. So I mean, you got older guys who are like just throwing down ones. These guys have been going in there and thinking I'm gonna get something special for a five or a ten. Yeah. My one friend actually sat and talked to a stripper in the uh, in the uh, lab dance booth. For, for about seven songs, paid for all seven songs, never got a lab dance, just talked to her the whole time. Oh, I think we're going out this weekend. Yeah, sure you are. That's the only crappy thing about good guys, though. You can't get a lap dance. Yeah, um, they're legal in D.C. Yeah. Goddamn government. You can hey, only get them here. Can't you get your girlfriend on that, Danny? Doesn't she do something like that where she can rewrite the rules? I know she works high in the government. She should be able to change those laws. You ladies need to start working at the night shift. That's my favorite one. Uh, hey, you know what? I, I actually talked to this guy on the Instant Messenger. He lives down near Waldorf. He drives from Waldorf all the way to West Virginia. If you go to the strip clubs in West Virginia, he said, like, anything goes there, apparently. Yeah, Golden Horseshoe and stuff like that. Rub a tug, the whole thing, man. Yeah, they're nuts. They've it, got, like, showers and everything. Yeah. That's, that's the Michigan ones. The Michigan ones have the showers. Are they really? Oh, yeah. That's a smart move. Hey, remember when we were at Dream? For the fight night, I was talking to Dyslexic V about it, and we were there at Dream for the fight night, and um, back in like the the champagne room, uh, they got they got showers. Back oh yeah, there. yeah. So that guys can go back there and you know do their thing, and then, and then sh- wash it off and shower. Yeah, exactly. Instead of rinsing the sink, you know, you can just get everything taken yeah. care of. But from what I heard, man, a lot of like. There's been like a lot of important DNA in that drain. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of Washington Wizards. <laughs> a lot of uh, Danny's girlfriend's coworkers from the Pentagon. Those kind of people going there in the champagne room and rinsing off. So here's the thing. All right. So I guess what was it? Two weeks ago, we uh, we went out to the Firehouse Grill. Yes. And so two weeks ago, there was a bet that was made. It was a bet. We went out. Olivia was there. Brooke was there. A couple other chicks were there. I got talking to Brooke. And somehow it came up about pushing her downstairs. <laughs> I don't know how. Somehow this comes up in our conversation, even if we're off the air. And this is a fantasy of Dubs and mine. This is something that we've come up with that we want to do. Why? 
I don't know. But if you think about it, you know what? What was it? We were on the air one time. We were, like, talking about what our very first live show would be. Yeah. And we talked about having a big staircase. And at the bottom of the staircase, having, like, a whole vat full of jello. With Johnny Punani sitting in the bottom. With a guy who's not here anymore, a big fat guy into soccer, just look, looks like your uncle, the creepy uncle. And so what we were going to do is have him shirtless down in the pool of jello at the bottom, and we were going to get really hot chicks and push them down the stairs so that they land in Johnny's lap. Broken neck. Everything. Yeah. And so this has been a fantasy of ours that we've been talking. Don't look at me like I'm, like I'm disgusted or like you're <laughs> disgusted, Brooke, because you're doing this. Because here's what happened. Hold on a no, second. No, no, Wait a second. Hold on. Well, like, you know. Hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> just so, imagine there's coke at the bottom. Yeah. Just Im yeah, imagine there's all kinds of fun stuff at the bottom. So here's what happens. So we're out at Firehouse Carol. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. And I said, hey, we should do this to you. And somehow it came up and she was like, okay, you know, that would be fun. And I don't know if she was going along with the conversation or what. No, what the thing was is she's like, you won't come see me dance on Monday. That's what it was. And then you said, yeah, I will. And she said, no, you won't. And then somehow that's how the bet came up. Okay, so here's what it was. We were hanging out with our boy Ton from MidnightMonkey.com. N-I-T-E. Go there. Great dude. Took, hooked us up two weeks ago when he was in town. He didn't pay for anything. If Firehouse Grill didn't pay for anything, eventually when we got to good guys, he took care of us. And so her, and then I guess he wanted to go see her. It came up. You won't come watch me dance. There's no way you're going to come watch me dance. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go watch you dance. Twist my arm, you know. Like, I don't want to see a hot chick get naked. Well, all right, sure, you know, I'll go. So it came up. You come watch me dance. You can push me downstairs. Because she was confident we wouldn't show up Monday night. Lo and behold, who's walking in? The good guys had a great old time. Who's walking in but me and Tan, uh, Tan and his other buddies? She's so excited to see us, and I reminded her right on the spot, we're pushing you downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you want to pay the bet? Well, first of all, you probably wouldn't have gone if Ta Tan hadn't Tan. Tan put that, in the bill. That, okay, that's second of all. Besides the point. That's okay. besides the second of all. Why do you think we planned it for I'm Monday? Sure, like a lot of, you know, times you've heard. I was pretty drunk when I said that. And it sounded more fun when I was drunk. Well, how about this? How about we get how you drunk? What would it ever sound fun to fall downstairs? I'm telling you, though, she was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? You're going to let us push? Yeah, man, that's no problem. Just come watch me dance. It's fine, all right. Well, I'm there. My uncle used to do it all the time. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Turn down the speaker in the back. We're getting yeah. a little bit of feedback. I was but... wondering what that was. Yeah, here we are thinking we got big, deep, beep, booming voices. Booming voices, and it's just that. So It doesn't sound fun. You want the north stairwell or the south stairwell? Because either one, the stairs are pretty hard. Yeah. It's going to hurt. I'm not going to lie. It's going to hurt. We don't really have any medical insurance for strippers. <laughs> for... Hey, hey. We do for people, but not strippers. So. Oh. <laughs> but... We're willing to make this happen. Here's the thing. We've got 13 minutes left in the show. I figure we can push you about 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh, welcome into the hideout. Hey, what's up, ladies? Hi. Hi. How's it going? Uh, you know, it'll be better when I'm at Good Guys later. Are you going? That's right. Uh, of course. Where uh, you ever been to Good Guys before? Always. Yeah, it's a Really? Great, uh, I was a little surprised how small it was, but then I kind of liked that, too. It's a little intimate. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Are you going to come in Tuesday for the amateur contest? 
Oh, wouldn't miss the amateur contest. Uh, I'll be working. I'm not an amateur, you know, but... Bring your little sister. Make some money for the family. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know... Daddy needs to eat. She already works there, but, you know, that's a whole other story, right? <laughs> Daddy needs to eat. Your little sister works there for real? Yeah. Is she the Asian one with the banging body? Dude, there was this Asian chick there that I'm telling you. Remember we were talking about last week where white, white girls got booties? Yeah. Well, now there are Asian women that got booty. You guys know this dude? No. Yes. Josh Not is married true. to Nikki. There ain't no Asian girl there with it's no our, booty. Our beautiful. Oh, Nikki, who was here last Yeah, this is, Nikki's this is Nikki's husband. You can see her on goodguysclub.com. Yeah. <laughs> you excited about that? Oh, yeah. So, are you into watching or something? Yeah, let me ask Didn't you. Didn't they actually meet while she was stripping? Um, yeah, actually, we did. How do you marry a stripper? How does that happen? Where does the thought process go with, hey, no. how do I, yeah, Todd's ready to propose. Did you tell you how you're going to propose? You know. Where the ring holder uh, that, is? That's a long, complicated story. You don't have that much time tonight. Hey, we got ten minutes. <laughs> oh, trust me, it, it, it can't be compacted into ten minutes, you know. Got pregnant, huh? Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, then why else would you marry a stripper? Kicked her, kicked her in the stomach, did the stunner on her, and then said, okay, I'll marry you. Yeah, exactly. Well, Come on, no, Nikki, I mean, you saw Nikki. on the first couple steps works better than a kick to the stomach. Oh, right. Really? True. All right. Oh, baby, you fell? Dang. All right. <laughs> Although we did go to the March for Women's Lives, and that's what uh, we're supporting. All right, well, um, anyway, well, cool. So, uh, All right. Thanks, bro. All right, you ladies have fun, and I'll uh, see you all on Tuesday. Bye, Josh. Bye. <laughs> we fight for the choice to push women downstairs. That's what we do. That's what the hideout's about. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. I want to thank you, ladies, too, and actually everybody here, Rev9 and the good guys, girls, because I know part of your help in being supportive of the hideout is part of the reason why we're five nights a week. You guys have come in here and helped us create some amazing radio, and I think that's part of what's going to push us over the edge. Um, so whenever you're leaving the strip club, remember to turn us on. 106.7 WJFK will be here. we got the Rev 9 music. We're going to be playing that, coming back from Bumpers, since they're the official band of the hideout. It's great. You, you ladies are the official strippers of the hideout. You know... We got RadioHideout.com going up soon, and we've got links, uh, our favorite links, and bios and everything about the band and about the ladies. Awesome. So we we thank you guys. You guys are amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the pizza. <laughs> what? You're only gonna have one slice, and like the bucket of chicken you ate last time you're here, bro. <laughs> Christ! You should have seen this lady throwing it down. Hey, do you want to have them stick around because they might have some expert. Um expert um, knowledge about our next subject. I don't know if we're going to get to that tonight, man. I don't know if we can give it enough time. We're doing it again Monday. Uh, it's not it, like we have a whole week before the next show. That's what's so true. Is that we got, seriously, we got like, we got about ten minutes left before we got to get out of here. But, um, we got another show Monday. And yeah. this way Monday's show is done. Here's the thing. We'll get into this briefly with you guys, because, I mean, experts here, okay? So last week, we didn't get the chance to finish the hideout uh, the hideout fantasy draft, we were drafting chicks because our commissioner allegedly finished. We had a chick who was in here, fairy lady, about 50 years old, looked like she had it back in her day. 
kind of lost it a little bit, but still. Yeah, like, I mean, that happens when you get to be 50. 50. 50 and crazy. It's still packing. Yeah. She came here. She came into the hideout so that we could subsidize the building of a dollhouse to be put down by the river. So, so fairies will come to it. So that fairies could gather there. I'm telling you. She was completely psychotic. I wish we were making this up, but every single one of these things is true, okay? So anyway, she ends up giving uh, Matt Albert the lap dance of all lap dances. <laughs> and from what I... And this is a 50-year-old lady, all right? 50-year-old boobs. <laughs> from what I understand, from what I understand... From experts. <laughs> from people who were there, and we'll discuss this Monday night. We'll have to do this. We'll do this about 11.30 or midnight. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Matt Albert finished. <gasps> That's the word. In studio. From what I understand... And I... <laughs> Sadly, I know the exact moment when it happened. Uh, That's some good stuff right there. He was giggling just <laughs> uncontrollably. It was one of the funniest things in the world, and that that's when I think he just lost it. I agree. Actually, how, how about this? Has that ever has that ever happened? Uh, or you guys you guys don't do lab well, dances? Well, I worked in Florida. And, um, that's where William's going. Uh, yeah, that uh, that was part of my problem with 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 doing the lap dance stuff because guys would do that and they wouldn't tell you. That's, you don't want them to tell you though. No, my. no, but seriously, like that's just the most repulsive thing. Like my, anybody could ever do to you that you don't know. My my cousin used to wear mesh shorts to strip. <laughs> and he'd actually yes. tell the girl to take a step back so he could reposition himself so he could get more feeling. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my family tree. Uh, oh, no. It is. Um, now, is it repulsive or is it sexy? Is it complimentary? I mean, when a guy, when you're, when you're that hot and you get a guy to, you know. Sometimes I think it's just that they're that lame that they haven't had anything in so long that they can't control themselves. I mean, Again, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Look at this room. I mean, seriously. <laughs> what? What? Oh. Oh, phone. who we got? Where well, the uh, Matt's saying something on the IM. Oh, what is it? <laughs> what? Lies, effing lies. <laughs> this is word we received like right after the show last week. Yeah. Here's the thing, bro. Um, you get a chance to defend yourself Monday night, and it can be lies, it can be whatever, but you need to defend yourself. You're gonna. You need to bring in the uh, the the uh, the court of public opinion, if you will. Um, 866-277-4969. Now, let me I ask swear you. it's a jelly donut. There's <laughs> a donut stain. Let me, let me ask you this. As, uh, as guys, and we'll get into this a little bit more Monday night, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been so flattered or... Every night. Uh, oh, with Olivia? You kidding me? I have to go, like, as we're kissing and making out and stuff like that, I have to leave. I, I got you. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and I'm that way right now, to be honest. <laughs> I, uh, I'm flattered. I'm writing notes to myself saying, hold on. Just give it seven more minutes and you can go into the bathroom. You'll be okay. Uh, Nikki, welcome into the hideout. Hello, you there? Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? Hello? Hello? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Who is, God. who is this? What is this? It's Nikki. Oh, Nikki? From Good Guys? Uh, a key crystal. 
<laughs> We're working at Good Guards right now. Oh, you're actually at the yep. club. Yeah. That's why they couldn't come. Oh, it's so great for you to call hey. in. How's business tonight? Um, it's good. Yeah? It's you making money or what? You should be here. I, I wish I was. Sean Hathaway, you did the cutest thing here. I, I, again, I can't argue with you. <laughs> you the cutest thing here in the hideout right now. <laughs> Todd what? Steve, will you pick your nose for me, please? Who? Who wants to pick their nose for who? Doves? Brooke! Nikki, are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. Oh, I got to tell you this. Hey, thanks, Nikki, because um, we're cutting out on you. Can I tell the story that you told me? Can I? About all right, I won't. Remember what I told yeah. you about yeah. how they entertain themselves and they're not dancing. Oh, no, 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 yes, yes, please. Can we talk about this? Right. No, how, how free we are in the locker room. Uh, yeah, no. If you guys yeah. saw us upstairs, you would never, ever, ever want to look at a stripper yeah. the same way ever again. I can't tell the story. You can. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. If, Come on. I don't even know if we can say it to be it's honest. They, oh. All right, they do growlers in front of each other. <laughs> That's the easiest way I can say. It with... Let's just say the shower stall or the uh, the bathroom stalls are open. Oh. Oh, wait a second. Let's do this. PJ, welcome to the hideout. Hey, what up, brother? What's up, brother? Hey, congratulations. Thank you Thank so you, much, man. You got, uh, what do you got? Um, well, last week when you had me in there back in the uh, screening room. Yeah. Well, that second show. Yes. Shouldn't have happened with that freak. Oh, with that, Fairy Lady and Matt Albert? Yeah, Matt yeah. came in with his jacket, like, in front of his pants. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying it, what, but you know, he had his jacket on the whole night, and then all of a sudden he was covering his pants. <laughs> hey, but you know, whatever. I mean, good for him. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what? I, I, I think you're getting more bang for your buck when that happens. <laughs> exactly. You, you don't have to go home and take care of yourself. I think Brooke has a challenge. Here's, well, I, he's saying now, I was joking around. This is such bull. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll we'll get Matt Albert's side of the story in a complete recap Monday night at the new hideout broadcasting. Thank you for the call back, PJ. I want more info on this. Good, all right. Uh, Monday night. This is going to be so so great. Monday show is so already done. We got standing. Um, so I'm not pushing you downstairs, huh? You sold me out, boo. What happened? Oh, boo. What happened? You guys got nicknames for each other? No, it's That's already going good. there. What's going on with you? Call it Mo. The- yeah. Like I said. You know. and Mo. How about this? How about this? How about we draw a target on your back and I get to spit? And if I if I get no. if I get so many points Absolutely not. Why? If I get so, <laughs> all right, stairs it is. Not. What's wrong with that? I'm running. Like that back's clean. Come on. <laughs> hey, we are allowed to do floor work now, so you got a good point. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Eric, welcome into the hideout. What's up, fellas? What up, bro? Not much. I just got off of work. I had to call. Um, congratulations. I just heard the news. You're going to be on every night now. You guys deserve it. I just want to say that. And, uh, Thank you so much, man. I'm a big Rev9 fan. I don't know if Danny's there with you or not, but this is Eric from Fridays. Hey, what's up, Eric? <laughs> what's up? I just got cut. I'm on my way home. Trying to find out when you guys are playing again, when your next venue is. Hey, we'll have to get back to you on that one. We're still find, trying to find a bass player. Yeah, well, All right. what, yeah well, send me an email or something sometime. I will. October. October cool. is one. Hey, go ahead and hit the out music. We'll run through these yeah. final calls. Uh, All right, I'll fellas. Be... You guys have a good one. Thanks, Thanks man. Bye, man. I'll come see you Fridays. All right. Peace out. I'll be there. See you. Uh, Jimbo, real quick, you're in the hideout. Yeah, yeah. What kind of sick thing is it to do to push a girl down a fire stairs, man? You think that's sick? Yeah, man, that's sick. I want to do long. We'll let you watch. I ain't no one to push no one down five stairs, man. Sick or sexy? 
Again, the question. In either case, I think six sometimes equates with sexy. Hey. A equals B. Nikki, sorry we cut you off there. We got lost a little bit. Uh-huh. But, um, hey, con congratulations. I hear you're making great money, and uh, we talked to your husband a little bit earlier. Good guys on Wisconsin Avenue. They're beautiful women. I mean, seriously, we haven't even described what the ladies look like. Brooke is just banging. Like a Jenny McCarthy type, but, like, with a better body. And then Olivia is just so, like, she's got, like, tats and stuff. It's so hard to describe her, but she's just beautiful. Honestly... Yeah, baby. You know, you're you're better than Todd. <laughs> you're half, good. You're half a better than Todd. Todd says that all the time. Yeah, we heard about it. I got a job. <laughs> I've performed, I performed since October. <laughs> all right. We love you, Nikki. We'll see you, baby. All right. One more question from Heineken. <laughs> Heineken, welcome into the hideout. Just a quick question before you go. Uh -huh. When Matt Albert finishes, do chicken and dumplings emerge? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, God damn, dude. Last Saturday night. Can you yeah. believe it? Now we get to do this five nights a week. You kidding me? I'm hightailing out of here. Where are you going? Are we going to party afterwards? You guys got to go work. What's going on? Going to a party after. Are we? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Am I invited? Oh. No, because you have a job. <laughs> this is only for broke people. You're not allowed to come. Trust me, if you knew how you we were getting raped on full time, you wouldn't be so impressed. All right, man, I guess that's the show. Yep. Final live Saturday night. We'll see you Monday night. Right. Tuesday, good guys, amateur. Rev9music.com and all serious. They're a great band. Just if you're a kick ass bassist, get with them. You're going to create some beautiful magic. And then plus the hot chicks are there to watch the shows, so it's just so much fun. Um, with that, man, is that it? That's it. Well, bitch, five thousand, five thousand fat kids. One more thing, later to our boy William. Good luck in Florida, man. Seriously. How good does he look? I want to sleep with Hefe. I'm on the gay side.
Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J Dub. This is Fred Smooth, Washington Redskins. Tommy's back. Tommy's a virgin. 